Welcome to your doom. Hello there, folks, and welcome Jesus. to We Don't Know Wrestling. I am your host, Sam, and with me, this I, we have two guests this week. We have Bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's our first guest this week. It's going to be Tanner. <laughs> Tanner, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm sick, but I'm doing good. I sound like shit, but I, I'm awesome. I'm actually feeling awesome. I'm art. Okay. I was under the assumption we were recording tomorrow. I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> I don't, and, I, and then what I'm saying is, I don't know why that assumption was being made, but I haven't been here in three weeks. I need some. You know what happens when you assume? I'm usually wrong. I'm always wrong when I'm assume. <laughs> when I assume, as shown on multiple choice test. Almost had to get case on the horn. I, I saw he got on Skype like right before we started recording. He was like, I'm, was ready. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Man, those 16-year-olds uh, got too much energy for me. <laughs> I always was going to check if you wanted to help us have this discussion. Because <laughs> I know he's been doing a lot of uh, great... Okay, what we're going to talk about in this episode is the greatest wrestler ever. But let me introduce our, sec- our our actual guest for this week. I never asked what he would like to be introduced as... So we're just going to say, J.R. Goldberg, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. J.R. Goldberg is fine. J.R., uh, yeah, that's what I go by everywhere, so. Uh. So I'm just going to start calling you good old J.R., and <laughs> you'll get used to it yeah. real quick. I, th- I think I have one of those, like, uh, great combined wrestling names, where my first name is J.R., my last name is Goldberg, and I, I, I don't think that, like, you could get to, I mean, well, there's certainly better people that I could be named after, but, uh. But that's a pretty wrestling name when you get right down to it. Tanner's not. <laughs> so. You have the tough enough guy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, I started a real-life argument, or two people got in a real-life argument on Twitter one time because somebody was like, Tanner sucks, and was talking about tough enough Tanner, and somebody thought they were talking about me. They were like, no, <laughs> bullshit, Tanner doesn't suck. He's he's kind of cool. Let's calm down. He's like, no, it was, it was pretty funny. I was at SmackDown when that happened. That's hysterical. Yeah. Either way, Tanner's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, See, Sam really believes that. <coughs> I don't know why you're even here. He knows me the best, so. I just matched with a single mom on Tinder, so. Whoa! I feel like that needs... How old? Wait, what? How old? You said you said single mom. I mean, that can range from, like, 18 to, like... 24. What? Hmm. 24. Okay, impressive. I've only had one girlfriend in my life. She was a mother. Holy shit. Wow, that's a good record. <laughs> yeah. Same what a day. Quick. I did a girl with some girl. kids in college. Yeah. I was in high school. Wow, there you go. Was it a girl in high school? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I know why they called you concrete now. <laughs> What's that even mean? Oh, uh, you know. I don't. Um, we're getting real deep and heavy. You go to the dollar store again to get condoms? Yes. I have so See, many See, I listened to the podcast last week. <laughs> You're getting it. You're getting it. Uh, I like it when guests listen to the podcast. <laughs> I feel like I should come in well informed. <laughs> You're more informed this week than you <laughs> than ever. I've ever been, ever. 
It's fantastic. The last two uh, weeks episodes of or the last two pod episodes of the podcast are the only two episodes I've listened to ever. Because <laughs> I was the last week because I wanted to know what I was in for, you, you know, <laughs> and I. Uh, I, I got, I got go. to the moment where Frey was talking about dollar store laxatives, and uh, and then I was like, okay, yeah, I think I'm in. All right, we're good. Yeah. What's scary is that's not the first time I've heard that rant from Frey. <laughs> so I think he really believes it. I swear to God, I pretty, I'm pretty sure the first time we had him on, before we started recording, he went on a rant about laxatives. I vaguely recall Frey talking about laxatives multiple times in my life. Within right, the last so, six months. I, I assume we'll eventually talk about wrestling, but I, I feel like there's a hole in his plan here where uh, you, to cleanse, this is his claim uh, for people who did not listen to the podcast, <laughs> uh, to cleanse, you, 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 you wait till 11 p.m. on a Friday night, you take a bunch of laxatives, <laughs> and then you go to bed and everything is fine. Like, that is faulty. Like, that is very faulty. I mean... That is, Are you saying I'm going to shit the bed? Yeah, unless you have plastic <laughs> I'm literally sheets, I guess, <laughs> like you're a child, you know, but, uh, yeah, I just don't see that ending well for anybody, you know? Just do it on a tarp. Sleep on a tarp. Or sleep yeah. in the bathroom. Sleep in the bathtub. Yeah, just sleep Well, in then the you're going to fucking swim in it, you sick bastard. No, aim your ass towards the, the drain. How? <laughs> what do you mean, How? I mean, how are you going to aim? You're, you, are you going to be able to fit that way? That's squeezing. You know, you got to point your body your to, legs. to the right. No, 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 don't do that. I feel like all these things are uncomfortable sleeping positions. Uh, well, know? I mean, taking a bunch of laxatives for a cleanse is a stupid idea. I'm just going along with it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I mean, in the grand it's scheme true. of things, that's the most idiotic way to do a cleanse. But, you know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Especially the dollar, the dollar store pill variety. I love how he said, and by Saturday night, you should start putting some liquid in you. Like, do, do, do you not eat or drink anything for 24 hours? Do you know what a cleanse is? I feel like you would get dehydrated if you didn't at least drink water. Like, I get lightheaded if I don't drink water, like, every four or five hours. Yeah. But that's because it's all I drink, so maybe that has an effect on it. Why would any person subject themselves to WWE 2K16? I don't know. I'm, this is the first year I haven't pre-ordered it. Oh, you better not buy it. Uh, well, you better not buy it at 60. I'm not going to buy it for 60, no, but for okay. 30 in a couple of months, probably. I can respect yeah. that. I can That's respect the smartest sell video game decision I've made all year. I bought Guitar Hero Live today. You're a piece of shit. Um, a lot of fun. I've heard things. That's That's good. So, we're going to talk about wrestling on this podcast, Eventually, I guess. See, this is what I was unprepared, unprepared for, was the wrestling talk. <laughs> the wrestling banter. I can bring real-life conversation. Oh, yeah. Tanner's never been prepared for the wrestling banter. That's true. I don't know shit about wrestling. So, this podcast is, you know, correctly named. We, so, we said we're going to talk about the greatest wrestler ever project over at Pro Wrestling Only. Discom. I don't know why you said it like that. Yeah, you know, I was. That was a Sam and Max reference. Um, I didn't get it. Have you ever played the Sam and Max nope. games, there, Tanner? They're great fucking fun. You should really give it a go. It's a comic. Yeah, because like Sam's in it. Maybe. You like it? Maybe. But really, Telltale. I miss being on the fun. podcast, Sam. You know. Cool. I don't expect you to say I missed having you, but I'm, I'm going to put it out there that I missed being on. I kind of missed having you. I kind of missed oh, having you. Oh, get shit on, Case. 
I mean, it's kid. not even fun to make fun of Case. I'm not, I love Case. I mean, don't love him because he's 16, but, you know, he's pretty cool. Yeah, I, that's probably legal in Alabama. Uh, well, you? yeah, age of cons- I mean, if we want to get down to it, age of consent in Alabama is 16, yes. Yes, you're good. But being a, a male, liking another 16-year-old male, is not exactly the the top Alabama tier. So, <laughs> no offense, but, you know, I don't want to get, like, killed. I get stoned or something. Hmm? You probably get stoned or something. Uh, yeah, I think we still do that here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you think. Uh, goodness. So, who who do you think is going to be able to get uh, three of us to give the best description of what the greatest wrestler ever project is? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's Goldberg. Yeah, I, I could I could do it. Yeah, um, not me. So uh, I guess it depends for the listeners how far we want to go back because uh, it. it uh, I think it was 2013. What's I said go back to 2006 to the first poll. Yeah, yeah. So it, it oh god, it started with the the Smarks Choice poll in 2006, uh, which uh, I didn't submit a ballot for. I was on DVD VR at the time, but uh, not That's really fun. anywhere else, and um, uh, more of a lurker at that point in my life. But um, but I think that you know coming up to the 10th anniversary of that, um, people got the idea to do like sort of a, a sight on sound version uh of like a greatest wrestler ever poll um like they do for film so i think dylan hales and a couple other people really did the legwork to organize it and um and i think that the uh bizarrely enough the first person like nominated that sparked the discussions this time around was meng of all people yeah so it started it it was the whole thing is based around like where does meng fall in the canon of greatest wrestlers ever, um, uh, which I, I I don't think is a question that we need to answer today necessarily. Top but ten. Uh, uh, yeah, top ten, right? Top three, Super Porky and Meng, top two and three. Um, don't tell us. But, uh, but yeah, so I think discussion. It's, we all know that. I'm sorry. Super Porky is very much in discussion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, Meng, not Super Porky is. Um, but uh, I think that. Uh, They've done a pretty good job over at PWO. It's got its own forum now if uh, people are listening to this but aren't necessarily familiar with the message board. Uh, so you can just click on the the Greatest Wrestler Ever tab, and it takes you through. Um, in order to submit a ballot or to have somebody on your ballot, that person has to be nominated officially. And for someone to be nominated, there has to be sort of three reviews of that person, either on PWO or on another website. Um, it's real easy. Yeah, super it's easy. Real easy. Uh, I think basically, like anyone that you could want to be nominated or has a serious shot has been nominated. Um, they can even not have a serious shot. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I nominated uh, Takeshi Morishima uh, a couple of months ago. That I think a lot of people are are not even gonna think about putting on their ballot. But like that's the that's the caliber of wrestler that's getting nominated now. There's no like. Um, you know, no, no, like uh, unturned gems or anything like that, like that haven't been nominated at this point. So. I mean, I could see people voting for Morishima. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. He's gonna be on like the the very low tier on my ballot. I think. I think the ROH run is too strong, and I think, oh, you know, uh, in a weird way, uh, and this is somebody that we'll probably talk about later in a little bit more depth. But in a weird way, he's a victim of expectation, like I think Terry Gordy is. Um, in that 
people, when they saw the sort of initial ROH run or some of the early Noah stuff, they expected this guy to be like Godzilla in boots uh, for the rest of his career, and he just wasn't that. And what he was wasn't bad, but it wasn't like this earth-shattering wrestler that we think of or that we wanted him to be. So uh, he's sort of lower in people's minds that he maybe deserves. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I've been going through a lot of early Noah lately, and I'm, th- this is the first, like, m- well, I mean, I've seen late Morishima, but this is, like, the first Morishima I've been like, wow, he's pretty good. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think he'd make my ballot, but uh, I wouldn't be opposed to him making other people's ballots. As I, think, I wouldn't be opposed to anybody making anybody's ballot, because, you know, sure. yeah. wrestling is subjective or whatever. But Right. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to end up on my sure. ballot just because I, I, I was so in love with him as ROH champion. You, you know, I mean, I think that, that he, you know, he was really, really great in that role. And um, uh, uh, I guess, you know, aside from a few specific people, um, I think peak matters to me maybe more so than consistency. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that uh, I'll vote for him purely based on like a one or two year run that I think he could do no wrong. And uh, I'll just sort of ignore all the times he cracked the bed. But That's fair. Yeah. Um, so I think we probably should give a shout-out to uh, Stephen Graham. Uh-huh. Since he pretty much has done a shit ton of the legwork on all getting the work. this thing. Yeah. Yes, essentially yeah. all the work. And uh, I, I think we should there. also say that if you're thinking about participating uh, or you want to get in late or you just want to sort of follow along, um, the podcast that Will, Dylan, and Steve did, uh, where there, there's a link in that forum somewhere, uh, it's it's on Steve's regular podcast, is really, really great. And it, it's, uh, it's three people that um, think really interestingly about wrestling giving a lot of their reasons as to why people are on their ballot or aren't being considered or where they think they'll finish. And I, I think that it's a, it's a pretty good resource um, to sort of whet your appetite for it, you know? Yeah, it, it's really good podcast. Um, I was going to say something and then I blanked completely. I was going to say, uh, if uh, you're listening to this and you're thinking about submitting a ballot, and you're like, eh, I'm not informed enough to submit a ballot. Just submit a ballot. Like, totally. I've been watching wrestling for less than eight years at this point. I feel, I mean, I feel like I have an okay grasp on it. But, like, I'm submitting a ballot, and I'm definitely not, you know, as knowledgeable as probably every, anyone else submitting a ballot. So, just well, do it. I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's just fun, like, yeah. just debating and stuff. I think the point is, you know, like, one, the discussion is tremendously fun. Two, I, I think the overall point is, is to learn more than anything else. You know, like, I've loved yeah. this process because, you know, I watch more wrestling than uh, a lot of people. And I still have big holes in what I watch because, like, when you watch wrestling, you inevitably watch the same things over and over again. Or you try and find other things that you like. And there's stuff that... You know, you just don't see, you know, like I, until this project, I had not really watched a ton of shoot style stuff, you know, um, but like sitting around and spending a night watching Vulcan matches has been awesome because that dude rules, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so like, there's just so much fun stuff that you learn. 
And like, don't be intimidated by by some of the people that post because like they also have holes. You know, like I know people go to PWO and and don't want to like quote unquote embarrass themselves or anything because there's some people that are are just so knowledgeable about wrestling and devote so much time to it. But e- even they, uh, you know, can't watch everything. So you may have ideas or ways that you think about wrestling that are going to be novel and interesting for everybody, you know? So please, yeah. air, feel free. Especially considering... Or they get into really stupid debates. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you're just like, I can't... I don't even know how to comprehend what they're trying to talk about. <laughs> yeah, some of the debates just, I mean... Like I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll talk about Ric Flair at one, uh, at one or two times <laughs> in this podcast, and may- maybe one of those debates will pop up. But... Oh my god! Like I can't even wrap my head over some of that stuff. Like it's just so over my head. Like I feel stupid reading it. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, and going back to people having holes in what they watch, some people just don't like a certain style. Like I know Case, he's voting. He doesn't watch Lucha. He's probably not going to have. Fucking hate him. Uh, agreed, but. <laughs> He's probably not going to have a Lucha guy on his ballot besides maybe Casas, maybe. Right. And he Casas is the one guy that's going to make his ballot. And yeah. it's going to yeah, well, yeah, yeah, like, guys he, are going to be ahead you know, of him. I, that, I think there's going to be a lot of people that just quote unquote don't get Lucha, you know, and thus yeah. they'll, they'll be lower. And then there's other guys like like Matt D, uh, who you know if you posts a ton and uh, is you know watches a ton of wrestling. Like, I mean, All Japan he's, is an admitted hole for him, so he's probably not going to have a ton of All Japan guys, you know? Which or is the, the full- awesome, because, I mean, I'm I'm sure all, 95% of the people on PWO have seen, you know, all most of the All Japan. So it's really cool, I think, that this guy has, like, a complete hole in his viewing in All Japan, just to see how his ballot turns out compared to others. Right, exactly. Or, like, you know, uh, I was listening... Uh, to that podcast with Will and Dylan today, just to to sort of you know um, uh, prepare for this, I guess, and um, and Will, you know, who again a guy who probably watches more wrestling than ninety nine point nine percent of people on earth, yeah. uh, has said like he's not going to have any Joshi workers on his ballot because it's a style that he just can't get into. It's uh, you know like not an aesthetic that he enjoys at all. So like. I mean, there, there's, I mean, there's going to be plenty of Joshi on my ballot, and same for a bunch of other people. Um, but it's not that his ballot is wrong because Asia Kong is not on there, you know? Yeah. But Asia Kong's the only ballot. <laughs> yeah, and that's how things are. Uh, want to get this out of the way now, and I'll probably link this up in the description box. But to sign up for an account on Pro Wrestling Only is not a the simplest process, so. You're going to want to email your desired username and okay, yeah, just your username that you want to pwo membership at gmail dot com. Yep. Don't do it through the website. Don't do that. That'd be dumb. You're probably not going to get on. <laughs> so go to email pwo membership at gmail dot com with your desired username and then loss. Uh, we'll set you up with an account. He'll give you a temporary password be able to change it from after you log in for the first time but you'll need that if you really want to get into some of these discussions in theory you don't have to do that you do not have to sign for pwo if you don't want to you can look from afar and do things solo until ballots are due mm-hmm. which is uh, which is on wrestlemania day of 2016 i believe 
Correct. Yeah. That is totally up to you. You can totally do that. That's probably fine. Uh, I know Alan has stopped, stopped posting, like, after the first month of Greatest Stress Ever stuff, and has not posting on PW at all, and is pretty much doing his own research on the topic, and he'll submit a ballot with no real talk with anyone from those threads. Yeah. So... Which is, you know, like, I think that's totally fair. Uh, like, if you feel like other people's opinions are going to influence you in a in a way where it makes the ballot not your own, you, you know? Which is, I think, something oh. that we, we all run into, you know? Especially on, like, if you've been on DVDVR and PWO for a long time, like some of us have, uh, I think we all can admit at times that the opinions on there get a little incestuous, you know? Like, we... Um, and people sort of make fun of the hive mind culture of it a little bit. And it's true to some extent. So, you know, if you feel like you just want to submit a ballot that's your own and you, you won't benefit from the discussion, you know, feel free. But I think it's a it's a good resource to have if you're on the fence and you want to see some really smart people uh, say yay or nay on somebody that you, you don't have a strong opinion about, you know. Everything changed after Robert Gate. <laughs> Always got to add Gate. Always got to add a gate. Yeah. Yeah. What a time that was. Uh, Robert changes things for people, I guess. Just an absolute game changer. <laughs> that should be his Twitter profile. His little Twitter bio. Absolute game changer. Fergal is not respected in the wrestling industry. <laughs> and we move on. Okay, so the ballot is due, like we said, WrestleMania 32. The nomination process will end on March 1st, which I had not recalled. I'm looking through the rules right now. Uh-huh. So, ballot will consist of 100 wrestlers. I don't think this is going to be negotiated down to 50, unless someone within the next couple of months is going to make a real strong argument. Because sooner or later, it's got to be confirmed that it's 100. I think it's I think it's 100. I think Smart's choice was 50, and uh, and some people, I think that... The the hundred rule is pretty firm at this time. Yeah, I was about to say. I I remember recall reading something a couple of months ago. It was like this is a hundred. Like, yeah. I'm just reading the rules, fellas. Well, listen, call the down. goddamn rules. Also, twenty five tag teams. If you want, I'm not doing. Yeah. Are you guys doing the tag team? I am not. Ballot? Yeah, I'm not doing tag team ballot. I'm yeah, just... we're not nerds like that. <laughs> I uh, well, like the, I think for me, um, like there are tag teams that. I like to a point where I don't think I could make like a, a even remotely balanced tag team list. Like no one wants to see my tag team list of like sheep herders one, y- y- you know, yeah. like, and that's what it would end up being. And so, uh, I just, I, I figure I'll pass on that and not embarrass myself. You know, I would have the Briscoe brothers way too high. Yeah. She, sheep, her- sheep herders one, uh, uh, Los Brazos too. Uh, I don't think is uh, is a ballot anyone needs. And that's just all you send in. It's like fuck your twenty five rule. Here's two. Yeah, three through twenty five irrelevant garbage. You, yeah, you know, who cares? Like, yeah. If you're the twenty fifth best tag team, you suck. <laughs> you're not the Brazos, so tag teams just seems really too difficult. In my I feel opinion. like we need the top ten trios. Lots of minutia, like such as trios. Once you have trios breaking down to their tag components, right? What does it all fucking mean? Yeah, I mean, and it, like, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, like I, aside from the two teams that I just mentioned, um, there, 
tag wrestling doesn't appeal to me, and I haven't watched as much as I watch singles wrestling, uh, with the exception of Lucha Trios, because to fairly great Lucha people, I think you need to watch Trios, you know, because that's part of the part of the booking and part of the way the shows are run. Um, but for like American wrestling, like uh, you know, I just tag teams haven't appealed to me as much as uh, as much as some singles stuff. So, them's the breaks. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I mean, looking at GoFundMe. Debacle two fifteen. Wait, what's the Sorry. GoFundMe? A Texas indie female wrestler setting up a GoFundMe to get her tra- pay for her travel expenses to move to Florida. Oh, okay, cool. It the goal was set for thirty five hundred dollars. It was set up today. I don't feel like she has, ra- she has raised eight hundred and ninety five. I don't feel like it costs thirty five hundred dollars to move from Texas to Florida. Well, no one has ever said that wrestling fans, especially fans of independent female wrestling, are not um, by and large creepy weirdos. So, so what we're saying is it's a bunch of pervs paying their money. Totally, that's exactly Hold on. what I'm saying. And probably six of them are in Florida. <laughs> probably all of them are in Florida. Watching and waiting, yeah. Running shine. They're like, oh, I'm going to get her here. I'm going to get her here. Only $3,500? That's a bargain. That's a bargain. <laughs> Jesus, fam, your creepy man voices. Spot on. Good. Spot on. Uh, I, I kind of want to talk about everybody's, like, kind of weird people on the ballot, like, who who's going to be especially high on your ballot or who's going to be on your ballot that may not be on anybody else's? Yeah, that's actually a thread that I started on uh, on PWO, so I'm I'm very happy to uh, to talk about that. Well, and, uh, shit. See, I didn't even know, but I wouldn't yeah. like I did. So. Uh, <laughs> if you go if you go over to the uh, greatest roast forever forum section at PWO, you're gonna see JR plastered over a bit. Yeah, it's just how things are. It is. Just um, yeah, no, I think there. I think it's a. It's sort of like a twofold question because I think that there's probably people that are going to be on a lot of ballots that maybe like, like who? Do you, uh, well, let, let me start again. There, there's two questions there. Like, who? Who do you think you're going to be the high vote on, and who do you think you're going to be the only vote on? You know? Yeah. And because uh, like, you know, I'll probably be the high vote on like some guys that are are going to be on a ton of ballots. You, you know? Um, but then there's also going to be people like, you know, we talked about Morishima already, um, or there may be like other examples, like Dirty White Boy is somebody that like I'm going to put on. God damn it. I need more Dirty White Boy. <laughs> Everybody does, right? Like Dirty White Boy is going to be on my ballot because I think he's awesome. But like, like, I fully understand that like it, in an objective world is Dirty White Boy one of the hundred best wrestlers of all time? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, I could make an argument, but like, if someone is gonna like, if someone's gonna be like, is Dirty White Boy a better wrestler than Bret Hart? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bret may not make my list. That that'd be a that'd be okay. fun. Um, I don't think Bret is making my list. Yeah, but like, you guys see my point, where like, you know, other people could could look at that and sort of eye roll or. Or say that I'm playing favorites, and I'd sort of have to say in some way, like, yeah, of course, yeah, but like we all are to some extent. So. Well, yeah, you wouldn't be making a top 100 wrestlers list if you wasn't playing favorites. Of course, yeah. I mean, Timothy Thatcher's nominated. I'm pretty sure. 
There's a lot of people nominated. And <laughs> Sasha Banks I just got people, nominated. Yeah. People are very confused Bruce about Steph, the who has like two years experience. Just because someone is nominated does not, in any stretch of the imagination, mean they're making any ballots. Yeah, I mean, That's there's, true. there's like 400 nominees at this point. Um, yeah. and, like, and there are people that are just nominating people for just to nominate them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 and giggles. Sasha Banks is... Without a doubt, nominated solely to be discussed, yeah. not for any other reason. For sure, that's the best I, part about that thread. I mean, and then people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she's been nominated!" Over on Twitter, and I'm like, "Slow your roll. <laughs> read, read the board. Get the context because that's important in the situation." Yeah, I mean, they like, literally like, nominated saying Roman Reigns' counterpart as a female. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> people these days, yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry, interrupt. No, 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 no. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that that's sort of the, the point. Like, there, there's a bunch of people that were nominated not because people thought they had a serious shot, but almost as, like, reference points for other wrestlers, you know? Like, um, uh, you know, be like, well, if this person is nominated, then clearly these other two people should also be nominated because they're equal or better wrestlers, yep. or at least should generate that discussion, even though I don't think any of the three should be on the on the final product, you, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, this project's been going on for, what, like nearly two years by the time the deadlines rolled yeah, around? So like, you need yeah. conversation. Yep. It'd just be boring if there was, like, 110 nominees. Right, yeah. So... Uh, I, I was going to say, for Hivo, I don't know who I would have on my ballot that's not going to be on another ballot. That's going to be an interesting question. Yeah. But I can almost guarantee 100% that El I'm going to be the Hivo on El Generico. So, <laughs> Do you, like, are, are you putting El Generico as like a uh, – that's a good question. Is, is he like a top 10 or a top 25 guy for like you? He's like a top or 10. Or a top 5. Top no, five. I can have him in my top 5. You're bullshit. He's top 10. Top so. 10. Okay. He's, yeah. he's sitting at number six right now. Um. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure in the rough draft I sent you, Sam, I had him at eight or nine. Sure. I, I didn't look at it. So, well, well you. <laughs> Sam's like, send me your rough draft. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I probably did. I just I felt embarrassed. Um, My rough draft is it's a fucking mess. Oh, same. Yeah. No, I, like, I, I haven't even started to put rankings to people. I'm sort of... I'm trying to do, like, a tier system and then rank from there, you know? Yeah. I wish there was, like, a flix chart, but for wrestlers, so I could, like, move it all online around and stuff and see how it looks, you know? Oh, my God, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? Wait, what's a flix chart? That, uh, that, like, movies website where you can go on and, like, things that you've seen, you can sort of, like, uh, tab through the queue and move things up so you can, like, always change your rankings on movies you've seen. Oh, Somebody should make no that in the next six months. For sure, yeah. Someone with more, someone who's listening that knows how computers work, please yeah. do that for me. Uh, It'd be great. I, I'd pay your Patreon. Yeah, right. Start a GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe to Florida. <laughs> I, yeah. I think if we oh, – we can find the right people for it. Yeah. For sure. So, okay, so who is going to be that one guy that you're just going to have astronomically higher than everyone else? I know you said El Generico, probably. Is that – Tanner, is that going to be your guy that you're going to say you're going to have way higher than anyone else? Uh, him, or? and there's probably one other guy I'll have in the top three that I'm probably going to have higher than anybody else. Who? Uh, Akiyama, Jun Akiyama. I'm probably going to have him 3-4, maybe. That's not – that's – I need someone better than that. Well, I, think, I mean, I, I know that's Akiyama, the boring answer, but I feel like that'd be the high vote. 
Like I think I think I don't think that will be. You don't you think, think someone will put Akiyama, Akiyama at one? Because like I don't think anyone's putting Akiyama at two for some weird reason. But I, I'll bet. But you'll put him at one. You'll put him at two though. Well, I mean, like I just don't see like I, I don't see someone. If you think he's that good, you're not gonna put him. Right, below like, someone. Like if you if you have Jun Akiyama and you think he's one of the three best workers in the world, like I'll bet that you'd put him at one because that's like a statement vote, kind of. You, you know. Yeah, that's true. I'm not gonna put uh, him on one though. I have, my one's been set in stone before I even knew I was doing the project. Sure. Should we all? Should we all? I guess for reference, <laughs> say what our number one vote is going, or wh- who our current number one is, just so people sort of know where we're coming from on this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that sounds good. Sure. Uh, uh, so right now, my my uh, one is is Negro Casa. Okay. I think that's Sam's too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's right now. I, I it's gonna be one of two people right now. I feel are going to be my number one. It's either gonna be Nerecasas or it's gonna be Brian Danielson. I don't think anyone else is in competition as of this moment. Sure. Yeah, that could change in a few months. Yeah. But Danielson is in my top ten right now, um, and I, I don't think fun. he's falling out. I think like I was thinking about it today, and I do. If we if we sort of get into discussion about our top ten. I do have things about Danielson that that have prevented me from from like considering him for the number one spot, but we can talk about all that stuff later. Um, my number one right now, where granted the gap is closing every day, and it's getting it's become like a solid number one pick to like oh there's a couple of guys I could see jumping them, and uh, it would have to be a uh, Jinichiro Tenru for me. Yeah, having him at number one, just well, love everything about the guy. Tenru is really interesting, especially when you think about like him versus our two number one picks in Negro Casas, because in a weird way, I think they're they're remarkably similar careers, you, you know, and that uh, clearly for number one, the, one of the things that all three of us have have decided to value is the fact that like they really didn't have a, a drop off in performance at any point in their career. I mean, like. The, I would say they had awesome. multiple peaks. I mean, both yeah, of them right. Like, I mean, uh, like I think the past few years, like Negro Casas is still like a potential top five wrestler in the world candidate. Yeah, and I, I think that Tenryu uh, has also had those like peaks after the Jumbo stuff that are just like unfathomably great and late and awesome. You, you yeah. know, I mean, just look at him and like. Hell, as late as 2005, just, like, beating the shit out of people. Even this year, he's had fun tag stuff. I mean, he's wrestling Okada this next month. Yeah. So, in his retirement match. Anytime that either of these guys still, to this day, makes tape, it's still a potential, not only to just be, like, a fun match, but also, like, a a potential upper echelon match of the year candidate type match. Yeah, totally. which, Which is bonkers. Like... I mean, considering their age, I mean, yeah, Costas is in his late fifties, mid fifties. He's born in nineteen sixty, I think. So, so okay, mid so fifty five. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's fifty five year, year old, you know, years old, and doing shit that fifty five year olds should not be doing. Yeah, I mean, and Tenru's oldest shit too, right. and uh, he's just, I mean, he broke uh, Dachi Hashimoto's jaw like two years ago, <laughs> just punching the shit out of him. And, no, last year maybe. <laughs> And zero one. Tenryu is sixty-five. Yeah, I mean 65. he's old as dick. Yeah, 
old as dicks? How old are how old are dicks? Well, his is sixty five. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you're if you're like able to get discounted movie tickets and shit, and you're still putting on high quality matches, yeah. then that deserves like major major consideration for. Yeah, time I feel like if you're, I I probably value this more than a lot of people would. But if you're like an older dude, like in your 50s or 60s, and you're still kicking ass in your 50s or 60s, or, you know, Terry Funk in his 70s, mm-hmm. uh, like, you're going to get a major boost in points for me. Totally. And, and I think, you know, Funk included in this conversation, uh, maybe yeah. to a lesser extent, um, uh, but, but Tenru and Casas both found ways not only, like, I don't want to go so far as to say reinvent themselves uh, over the course of their career, um, but like subtly shifted with what they could and couldn't do. Yeah. Uh, and, and became smarter and better performers because of it, or at least different performers, um, which other candidates, uh, maybe didn't do. And that's why they, they may fall a little short, even though they're, they're still great. But like, yeah. I mean, it, it takes, a like a, a really introspective and smart performer to know that they can't do something that they used to rely on. So they find different shit to do. That's just as compelling, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean that, that really separates them in my mind. So I think the thing is with Casas, I think for me, he really hasn't had a change a whole bunch. Yeah. Even compared to Tenru, but Tenru's also a fucking half crippled man. So what do you end up with? Calm down. Have you seen the beautiful? I feel like that's a top ten right there. <laughs> it's a top. That's a top ten to the game right there. Probably biggest hits on my ballot. Kelly, Kelly, eat your heart out. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but Nago Casas is just a phone of youth. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, he can go with literally any wrestler on the planet and push them to limits almost. So like I I, uh, I I'm not sure that I would make all these arguments, but I think with Negro Casas, you could make an argument that he is like uh, I mean if you buy the the idea that Negro Casas is in some way an Exotico worker, you could make the case that he is the best Exotico ever, even though he didn't really work like that. There's something sort of effeminate and different about him. That'd be a ballsy claim. Yeah. On any I would part. love to read something somebody like writing something on that although that'd be really interesting yeah i mean i I think people have sort of dipped their toes into it but i think that uh like his later career stuff you could make a claim that he is like one of the most over uh comedy wrestlers i mean he does great comedy stuff especially in trios because he's got such a big personality um i think that you could say, along with Towie, that he's one of the best apron workers of all time. Like, when you look at the trio stuff, I mean, he's so present. Um, I think that you could say that he's one of the best apuestas match workers of all time. I mean, there's so many things that I'm not saying that he's the best at all of these things, but I'm saying that someone could make a believable argument for all of these things. And, yep. like, the, the fact that... I mean, the that he has such variety in all of that is just bonkers um, uh, and sort of puts him over the top for me. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like going back to the old 
guy discussion and people that have kind of reinvented their offense for the better uh-huh. in their in their latter part of their career. I feel like Jushin Liger is somebody that actually fits that bill a bit because I mean, even a couple of times a year, you get a really good Liger performance, and obviously he doesn't do you know a lot of the stuff he used to, but he can still you know grumpy old man and behind a mask, you know that's pretty impressive, you know that he can kind of uh, I don't know convey emotion, but you know he's masked in a full body suit, and I feel like that's something that goes in for Liger's case, which for me obviously would be a big boost for Liger. Yeah. So one of my, uh, like, uh, I, I totally agree with Liger. And I think that, um, uh, the fact that he, you know, he had the, like the, the brain stuff that he yeah. had to reinvent his, uh, his basically his whole offensive arsenal after that. Yeah. Uh, and then he did it and he's still, an absolutely tremendous and over and interesting offensive wrestler uh, really speaks to how talented he is. Um, uh, I I agree totally with how expressive he is. I think he's one of the only wrestlers who, like, when I close my eyes and, like, picture, uh, like, the one moment that encapsulates Liger to me is uh, is when, oh, I can't even remember who is against um when somebody botches like a, a plancha or, or some sort of move and instead of doing anything, Liger just like stands there and claps sarcastically at the yeah. dude. Um, he did that to uh La Sombra a couple years yeah. ago. Right. And I mean, it's, uh, it, it's just tremendous. Like he, he, he has full mastery over, over like how to express himself. It, that in it, by it, despite being in an outfit that does him literally zero favors, you know, yeah. um, I mean, he's just completely covered and, uh, and he's still really, really interesting and great, uh, really sympathetic, uh, can come across as really powerful. He's got a weird body that sort of like makes him look like a mini hoss, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's great. And it, it's perfect, right? Like it just another works. boost for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Liger Liger's funny because um uh he wasn't somebody that I was like really considering for like a top he he's in that tier for me of like he has to be on the ballot, like I can't leave him off. But he was never someone that I thought of as like a, a challenger for like a really high spot on the list. But the more you watch from the guy, like I just I I think his big performances are too good and they're they're still to this day uh you know i think he's aged better than almost any junior i can think of you know uh, negro yeah. Costas accepted i guess um yeah. uh maybe ray i mean ray uh you can make an argument for ray i think yeah um, i mean he's also considerably younger than sure Costas yeah, yeah. Liger, so yeah i, I mean you um, have to take that into account Right. There, there is a mileage factor with Ray, though. I mean, he has probably worked more matches than both of those dudes. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, you think he's, you think Ray's worked more than Casas? Uh, maybe not. Um, but like, <laughs> backpelling real quick there, Goldbook. <laughs> yeah. So Casas uh, is just the best. I'm convinced. Number one vote. <laughs> I'm glad we swayed you. <laughs> that's the whole point of this podcast. More right? number one votes for Casas. I feel like Liger's going to be one of those guys that has a ton of uh, variability on the – or variability 
on the ballot just because I feel like the people that really spend a lot of time watching Liger is going to have him like top three, top five. And I feel like a lot of people that haven't watched a lot of Liger would be like, well, how can I not have Liger on the ballot and put him in like the 90s? Right. So yeah. I feel like I he's going to just be everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he did like – I. It, it, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I'm I'm almost positive that Liger ended up top ten in the the Smarks Choice poll in 2006, um, and I, I could very easily see him maybe making a a bit of a, a drop just because we've had added footage from so many other guys that are going to sneak in there. Yeah, uh, and plus people are going to probably bump him down just due to probably some of his work from 2006 to now. Yeah, sure. I mean, he he has been a, a worse worker. There's no way around it. He's still very good in a lot of stuff, you know. Like yeah. even that even that Chikara tag he did a couple of years ago, I thought was fun and awesome. You, you know, I thought um, the, the stuff he's done in ROH this year has been a yeah, lot of fun for sure. Yeah, um, the dude's still very very good. Um, but yeah, no, I I could see him falling a little bit, but I could still see him very easily being a, a you know, an overall top twenty guy, which is nothing to to shake a stick at, you know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people when they see like top twenty, like I I know I used to do it, I'd be like, wow, top twenty, that's rough, and I'm like, that's the twentieth best wrestler out of literally thousands of wrestlers. Yes, I mean yeah. that's nothing to just be like, oh man, that sucks. Right. It's going to be interesting to see where a lot of these guys fall. I'm really interested to see how many people that don't post too often or at all are going to submit ballots. Yeah. Because that's going to have a big effect because I think people that aren't as involved in some of these discussions are going to have a completely different viewpoint as the people that do. And if there's only a, like, 20, 25 ballots being submitted – a couple people that are going that are going in a different direction than others could have a major effect on where a lot of these people land. Yeah. So I mean it's really interesting to me and like I think one of the one of the fun things about the project uh, that we won't know until it's over is um like are we are we creating a snapshot of who PWO and DVDVR think are the 100 best wrestlers of all time or are we gonna get a little wider variety you know i mean and we'll we'll get people who maybe trust Meltzer's opinion a little bit more or uh melt daddy melt daddy for those that are confused melt daddy. Or, top 10. Uh, or you know maybe um maybe people that are a bit younger and you know have grown up on places like reddit or something like that you know they're going to have different opinions than uh, people who, um, you know, have been posting in the same places with, by and large, the same group of people for the past 10 years of their life, you know? Um, like, uh, he, he won't come close to sniffing my ballot, uh, but, like, uh, if someone thinks that Davey Richards is a top 10 wrestler all time, um, you know, that's their prerogative. And I, yeah. I'd be interested to see, uh, if they, if they submitted a ballot, you know, where, where it, how much it would, uh, it would affect things. Cause we won't get a ton, you know, like you said, you know, inertia will win out. 
Inertia! Yeah. Okay, so where do we, what do we want to talk about next as far as this project? Oh, well, is... I, I still haven't, I guess, shared my, my person that I think I'm going to be the high vote on. Um, well, how about you get the fuck on? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was going to... I think that I will be the high vote on Onita. Ooh. Yeah. Goodness. That's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, why, why is that? Well... Why, why are you going to vote him so high, I guess? Um... So there's there's a couple things. One, uh, for me, I have zero stigma about quote unquote garbage wrestling or deathmatch wrestling. Um, in fact, it's a style that I quite enjoy uh, yep. when done right. I guess I'll say like it's not like Masada is going to make my ballot or something like that. Um, but like I, I think that deathmatches can can be really interesting and are are part of the art of pro wrestling. Um, and I think that uh, Onita one did them very well for the most part, and two, uh, the other thing that I really have found over the course of this project that I value in wrestlers is um, sense of the moment or the ability to make the moment seem bigger than it is. Um, you know that sort of big match feel that we always talk about. And uh, I think Onita's sort of the king of this. Like, there, there's random tags and six-mans and FMW and, you know, stuff that you'll see. And just the way that he carries himself and the way that he expresses himself makes, like, everything seem like a superhero fight. And, uh, and I, I've fallen head over heels for it. I love it. I freaking love it. Where, where is he looking at landing on your ballot? I think he's just outside the top 10 right now. I think I'll have, have him top 15 or top 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun vote. I need he to will watch be, more he will, All right, I'll say this. He will be higher on my ballot than Kawada and Taui. Go fuck yourself. Have, have Generico <laughs> that's higher sacrilegious. than like three of the four pillars, I think. That's mostly because you're saying that Masao and Kobashi are going to be ahead of both Kawada and Taui. And I'm just not okay with that. Really? I'm okay with Kabashi. I need to be convinced with Mazawa, though. I'm not okay I think Mazawa is a clear four. Oh, okay. So Mazawa is my number one of the four pillars. <laughs> Kawada's clearly number one, but move on. What's that? Kawada's clearly number one. <laughs> but, uh... I'd say Kabashi was number one, but I would have Akiyama ahead of all of them. So. <laughs> and Tenryu, even though he's not a pillar. Yeah, I mean, Tenryu's yeah. a little too old for that generation. Yeah. I would probably have Taki. Takayama over three of them. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of, like, one of the holes that I have right now, There, I still need to go back and watch some of the Japanese guys that, like, I've seen the greatest hits of, and I, I want to see more. Like, I want to watch a lot more uh, Hase and some other people before I get, like, a really good idea of where, where everything is going to fall, you know? Yeah. See, I, I, I'm going through, like I said, I'm going through early Noah right now, and uh-huh. it's a lot of your not-hype stuff. Like, it, I mean, it's obviously not your hype stuff from the 90s, but yeah. it gets it gives you a look of how these guys were looking in, you know, 2001, 2002, 2003. And I feel like that, you know, if they were putting out good stuff in, you know, that as well as the classics in the 90s, and, you know, you're in, you know, you're in uh, occasional great match in, you know, the early and mid-2000s, I feel like that helps you, too, because, I mean, like, 
I, I really haven't seen anyone dogging it in early Noah, talking just about the four pillars, Takayama yeah. and Akiyama. Uh-huh. But they they are putting on consistent performances that, you know, wouldn't be mentioned anywhere. Like these random six-man uh, tags and these eight-man tags and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I actually, I, this is another thing that I may be uh, decidedly in the minority on. Um, but if we're going to talk about the four pillars a little bit, I like, I think that the Noah stuff really helps Misawa uh, more than hurts him. I think it helps Misawa and Kobashi a lot. Yep. Uh, Kobashi especially for obvious reasons because he's freaking awesome uh, yeah. all throughout Noah. But I think that um, the most accessible as a personality and a character that Misawa gets is in Noah where he's this, like, this broken-down old man that, like, clearly wants to be bested in in some level, and, like, all these young guns are... He's constantly throwing himself against them, but he's yep. still fucking destroying them, and it, on some level, it pisses him off because he wants to be unseated so he can just, like, retire already, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, like, I think that's really, really interesting. I think that that character and that idea is what has made uh, the John Cena open challenge thing really compelling television on Raw the past year, too. Um, yeah, like, no, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think that's like a, a a really important wrestling story that people can you know sort of harken back to of the 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 veteran that's like the old gunslinger that's you know knows he's about to die but someone's gonna have to do it for him yeah, like kind of like Tenru I mean yeah totally exactly you know um so yeah I uh I really like that period of uh of the Misawa stuff you know where he's he's having matches against Kenta and Marafuji and Morishima and people like that and like still just like whooping their ass even though you can tell he's lost a step you know yep even uh if you want to look at something where it's not young guns, it's pretty much just like four vets going at it. Watch the tag from this. I'm sure. I mean, both of you have the, from the first zero one show, Hashimoto and uh, Nagata versus Akiyama and Misawa. I yeah. mean, Misawa. I mean, they're all on just like another level in that match. It's insane. It's probably yeah. one of my favorite tag matches ever. And just like all, like especially Misawa going back to Misawa. I mean, the next day he has a match against Marafuji where, you know, he just beats the shit out of Marafuji. Marafuji's <laughs> like this young gun. But here, he's just like, you know, elbowing the shit out of Hashimoto and the Gata, and then they have, like, the huge post-match angle, and it's, oh, my God, it's so great. Yeah. Is it great? Oh, fantastic. I nominated it for a greatest match ever, as a matter of fact, and then we'll finish pretty high on my ballot. Yeah, this whole this whole greatest wrestler project kind of inspired me to do the greatest match ever project over at forcefwrestling dot com slash forums. I, I'm gonna have to get in on that. I, I've been I've been dragging my feet on it mostly because I've just been watching stuff for for the GW here. But yeah, I could uh, I could throw a ballot together for greatest match ever too. That'd be fun. I mean, that's gonna be down the line. Yeah. I figured I'm gonna fucking pillage this project once it's over. It's gonna get crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, sorry, I was looking at Power Rangers casting, because it's a very important part of my life Wait, right now. Wait, for the movie? They announced casting? Of course. They just announced the Red Ranger. I don't know who oh, this guy is. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. I thought you meant, like, everybody was announced. I was like, shit, no, no, that? No, no, no. Dacry Montgomery. But yeah, don't know who he is. Couldn't tell you. He's got, he's got pretty eyes. He's got real pretty <laughs> what eyes. what the Red Ranger yeah. needs. 
Right behind that black visor. Yeah. Okay, so... Speaking of Power Rangers, we... where do the uh, Tortugas ninjas? Where do they finish on <laughs> <under> your ballot? <laughs> Mr. Leo, top ten. One through four. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I wish I would It's just going to be that gif of them hip-tossing people yes. until they're on their backs. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to say one through a hundred, and then that gif. Oh, my God, yes. So where do we want this conversation to go? Where do we want it to swing to? Sam, I don't think you ever said who you were going to be the high vote on. Maybe you did, but I don't remember. No, I don't remember either. Um, I don't know how people are going to have uh, Ogawa, but he's going to be relatively high. Ogawa's going to be pretty high on mine as well. Well, then never mind. Well, I'll I mean, I'll I mean I'll I'll you. I, no, no, thanks for ruining it, Tanner. Looking at your rough it. draft, I would Thank you. wager a bet that Samoa Joe is going to be a lot higher than some people's. Where do you have Joe? I got him at 20. Wow. Yeah, that may be high for Joe. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's high for <laughs> I Joe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think Chris Hero was somewhere up there, too. Do you... All right, this is this is an interesting... Uh, I think I'm actually going to end up swashing, swapping Chris Hero and Samoa Joe. It's all in flux. It's all in flux. Of course, yeah. Um, is, is Joe higher than Punk on your ballot? Who's Punk? CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> ha. Ha. That's what I have to say to that. Fair enough. Yeah. Who's Punk? Uh, he's, Punk will be on my ballot probably in the the lower range, but he's nowhere close to Joe. Okay. Because, like, you know, I, just from, from recency bias, I could see a lot of people having uh, having Punk much higher than Joe on their ballot. I'm not necessarily sure that I that that's right or that I agree with it. Uh, I'm going straight peak on Joe. Yeah, fair or unfair. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Joe, Joe's peak was pretty incredible. I mean, I um, it's interesting, you know. I I think that uh, for a lot of guys who are around our age and um, who watched uh, I don't know about you guys, but I watched a shit ton of ROH from 2004 to 2008 or so. I've seen uh, a lot of it. I didn't watch it live because I was a baby. Sure. Case was five when that started. <laughs> yeah, that's oh so my depressing. God. Uh, but um, but like you know when when Joe and and Punk and Danielson were were all you know in you know doing their thing during that time period. Like I I think we all sort of got the sense that we were watching the future. You know, and um and and Joe I I think put it together earliest. You know and had that presence. Uh, that sort of big league presence about him that maybe the other two didn't get right then at the start. Um, And so I think he, we have like really fond memories of, uh, of all the stuff that Joe's in. And I don't think that it's aged poorly at all. You know, I think that if you go back and revisit it, um, it's sort of affirming how good it still is. You know, I watched his match with Necro Butcher like last week and it was still, I actually rated it higher than I had. Freaking good. (laughs) <laughs> that match is so good. Yeah, uh, I rated it higher than I had it. So yeah. I mean, obviously that is, I know Sam's in that camp of thinking Samoa Joe had like three or four five star matches in two thousand five. So yeah, you can't. I mean, he was a manny. Samoa Joe manny. had a crazy two thousand five. Yeah, it's so. bonkers. I mean the the uh, that Necro match is so good, and like oh. I I have no no I, I mean. There are people that I guess have made the argument that um, 
that match is not as good on rewatch or on DVD because the atmosphere live was so... I say horseshit. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have no patience for that argument. I was trying to be nice about it, but no, I can't. Um, that match on rewatch or on DVD, with or without commentary, unbelievable. Uh, just an unbelievable match and watch. Necro Butcher is so awesome. Um, Joe is so awesome. It's great. I.W. Uh, I.W.A. Mid-South put it online for free. So if you want to watch it, you can watch it. If you haven't watched that match, you need to watch that match. It's required viewing. I would put that on my Desert Island list of matches. Yeah. It's fucking like, it's 10 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually 9 minutes and like 55 seconds, but you know. Probably the greatest 10 minute Uh, match ever. I think Alan, two L's, started a thread about that on PWO recently. I don't think he put that match into it, though. I don't think he did either, which somebody needs to correct that. I think he's being a real bag of crap about it, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. I, spread, well, I told is him... Is that match that short? It's 9 minutes and 55 seconds. I measured it out. <laughs> it starts at 1.45. It ends at, like... I measured it out. I looked at the YouTube time. <laughs> I looked at the YouTube time. I heard when the battle started. Someone I... call Green Lantern fan and get this shit sorted out. <laughs> When motherfucking Bryce goes, no, it's over. Then that's the end of it. And, uh, God, that matches. I'm just thinking about that match right now. Like, good lord, where does Necro Butcher go on my list? I, I think Necro is going to find his way onto my list at so, somewhere. I'm not going to have Anita on my list, but I will have Necro. You're not going to have Anita? Nope. Wow. Okay. Nope. I, this Buster's has been canceled. I've never been able to get <laughs> into any of <laughs> any of his matches. That's fair. I just, I've tried. I've went for his classic stuff. I've went for some random bullshit. Yeah. It's all like been like... The Terry Funk. Yeah. The Tinru. That's not a classic. It's just a personal favorite. The Sasuke match. And I'm just like... None of this clicks with me. Both I love the Sasuke matches. match. I, the Sasuke match is like a John Woo movie in wrestling match form. I don't know about you, brother. <laughs> I don't know about you. Oh, it's, I mean, they flying in on the helicopter over the, like, fall foliage. You see all the people and the light. I mean, like... It... Oh, everything... Pope, if you take out Between the Bells, it's one of the great spectacles. Like, I'm not sure if even pertaining it to wrestling is fair. It's just one of the great spectacles in a sporting-type environment you can see. Well, I feel like for a project like this, that, that should be considered... Totally. I, I'm considering everything but promos. Yeah. I don't know if Through I'm like... I don't give a shit how you're on the mic. The problem with that is for me is that doesn't pertain to anything they did in the ring. Everything... It, it wasn't even them that was really doing it. It's just the production that was in place. It was saying It's like saying Lucha Underground people are going to get the significant advantage because they were in a promotion that had good production value. Sure. I, mean, and I, like, I see that point. Um... And, uh, like, it's certainly a, a slippery slope argument that I'm making. I guess, um, I guess in some way I would make the argue, the counter argument that, like, without Onita's presence and, uh, gravitas, um, that the production leading up to that match would come across as comical or ridiculous instead of frickin' awesome. You know? He said today he's going to wrestle in all Japan. Still comes off as motherfucking ridiculous. He okay. said today he's going to take Shiozaki's spot in all Japan. God bless his soul. He, he said he's going after Akibono. <laughs> I shit you not, that was a real thing. 
I read today. I mean, he should. I mean, they have no one else. That's going to save all Japan. Imagine Odino winning the Triple Crown. <laughs> I don't want to imagine. I want to see. Because it's 2015, and that just should be a thing, I guess, because yeah. it's the year of craziness. Well, we've not? already got screwed out of like the most crazy stuff, to be fair. We got screwed out of one match. Yeah, but Nick Gage versus Tim Thatcher was the match. Yeah. Although, <laughs> like, even though we did get screwed out of that, we did get Nick Gage getting arrested and no-showing his own deathmatch tournament. Which, God, that's like, great. Like, that's that is great. that is peak indie wrestling right there. I feel like in the in the Teddy Petty or the Teddy Petty the te, the TPI we would have got Chris Hero versus Nick Gage. I needed that. Yeah, I would have thrown Nick Gage a top ten wrestler of the year vote this year if that would have <laughs> happened. I shit you not. You would do a lot of crazy things, wouldn't you? Tanner? I would. You should just wait till a year end podcast. I'm going to throw some crazy names out there. I hope you do, uh, and I hope we shoot down them. Oh, they'll be shot down real fast, some of them. It won't even be worth it. Nobody understands my love for the Big Japan lads. Who, okay. by the way, Yuji Okabayashi and Dasuke Sakamoto, going to find a spot on my list. I'm the, the greatest wrestler ever? Yes. Top 100? Of all time? Yes. Of all time? Yes. I will, gonna be, I will say this. For you. I will They're my really biased picks. I think that Sakamoto... He may not be the only vote for. I'll bet that there will be at least one other person that will vote for Sekimoto. Oh, I already know. It's gonna I know Case is five. voting for Sekimoto. He told me he was voting for Sekimoto. He said on the podcast he was voting for Sekimoto. He's probably Sekimoto's going to have like five votes, and they're all going to be like in top 20. Uh, I'm gonna... not going to have him that high. I'll probably have Okabayashi ahead of Sekimoto, being completely fair. Or at least like right by each other. Like a 71-72. Sure. I don't, I don't think... They get an equal amount of votes. No, I don't think they do either. I think Sekimoto gets way more votes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get like five times as many. Is is Dean oh, voting? Is that a thing? Is I don't know who's voting in this. Define Dean. I don't know. Like, like D- which Dean Rasmussen, like the the DVD VR scene. Yeah, I have my doubts. I don't know. Mm. I we, I feel like yeah. you put Sekimoto on his list. The world is a wide open place and. I really don't have any clue who might be voting on this. Yeah. I mean, people might find out about this thing within the last month and be like, sure, what the fuck not? Yeah, I'll throw it together. That could be a real yeah. thing to happen. Right. Shawn Michaels, number one. Start oh, Jesus. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is going to have like three votes, but they're all going to be top five votes. Yeah, I think he's going to have more than three. Probably. I, I think he's going to have more than you'd expect. I don't think he's going to be on my ballot. If he is, he's like bottom 10%. I'll, I'll say this. Um... I have no idea where either of them will end up being, but like in my head right now, I would put Shawn Michaels higher than Bret Hart. Yeah, huh. I would too. I don't know. I don't know about that. That's because I really don't like Bret Hart. Like, nothing he does. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I, I have no no interest in the vast... I don't think I'd put Bret Hart, being completely fair, or not being fair, I guess, this is personally biased, I don't think I would have Bret Hart on the top 200 list. <laughs> so, there's that. Hmm. I think that that era of, like, uh, of quote-unquote, like, technical wrestling, that, like, that mid to late, or... 
uh, in Brett's case, I guess, like early to late 90s era of people that we espoused as like the greatest technical wrestlers of that generation. Like, I don't think any of that stuff holds up particularly well. Like, I don't think Dean Malenko is very good. I don't think, and it's obviously very difficult to stay impartial in this regard, um, even more so, but I don't think Benoit's stuff holds up great. I don't think Dynamite Kid holds up very good. I don't think, you know, like, uh, that's earlier, obviously, but, like, the people that we were like, these are the best technical wrestlers ever when I was first getting on the internet, I don't think their stuff has, has aged, or I think that um, people have advanced it to a point where their stuff looks uh, like silly or infirm at this point. Does that make sense? Yeah, like uh, I was reading uh, a thread on PWO a couple of days or weeks ago or something where they were talking about like who suffers most with this uh, being revisited now in 2016. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, Bret Hart and them just suffer more and more the farther away from their era we get because they were talking about how uh, Joji wouldn't have as much love in this poll probably as it did in the 2006 poll. So, I mean, I, I just feel like the farther away we get from that era of wrestling, like, eventually they're just all going to be pushed out. Yeah, of, it's, it's interesting for me, like, because I, I read the the same comments about, about Joshi, and especially I think they were talking about Akira Kudo, right? Um, uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, uh, who, I, I mean, she's still going to be top ten, if not close to top ten on my ballot, I think. Um, and I, I could play devil's advocate on that, and... I think that the the footage explosion, as it's been coined, with YouTube and Daily Motion and um, you know all the comps that Will and other people have put together, I mean, yeah. I don't think that it's hurt her. I think that it's helped her because we've gotten a billion other Joji workers and uh, like tons of other footage of of women and uh, like her match against Kandori still the best fucking match I've ever seen, y- you know? I mean, uh... Which counts like, for something. Right? Like, the if your stuff that was awesome when I didn't have a bunch of stuff to watch is still awesome now that I've seen a, a lot more, uh, then, I mean, you go higher in my book, you know? Yeah. No, I'm uh, the same way. Yeah. But... I mean, I know there's there's more to it than that, you know, and we've we've seen some really good people, um, you know, pop up, but uh, but I, I mean, I think that there's um, there's some really really strong candidates. I don't know who's gonna suffer the most uh, in this in this one. I mean, Benoit, uh, I think obviously for obvious reasons, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't I don't know if Benoit makes the top 100. No, I, I, I like. Uh, not even maybe he's, he's that I don't ballot, think he would right? What'd you say? Who are you talking to? I don't know. You both fucking talked over each other, like <laughs> you know. a bunch of schoolyard children. You go, Tanner. Uh, I was gonna say, even disregarding that, I don't think he would make mine anyways. It would be very close, but I don't think he would make it. Right. Um, there's some other people too, like uh, Jericho. I think uh, you know. Um, if we had done this a few years ago, would have been a very, very high vote and uh, has probably worked on the law of diminishing returns for a bit too long now, you know? But he's killing it on these house shows. <laughs> yeah, not enough for me. Um, <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, well, Foley is an interesting case. Y- you know, he, a guy who 
who is um, by his outside of the ring activities, you know, and just being sort of like a general, you know, weirdo and sad old man uh, has probably diminished himself in some people's eyes, you know. Yeah. He signed. He gave me an autograph. So we're we're good. Same point. Top ten. We're good. Top ten. Yeah, I think, I think in a weird top. way, and like this is a this is a, a strange argument to make, and I I, I almost don't want to make it. Um, but like, I think in some way Foley and some other guys um, suffer because of like guilt on the wrestling viewers' part, y- you know. Like that, that we look back at that stuff when we were like marking out for a dude with his hand cu- hands cuffed behind his back, getting just like pelted in the head with a chair, like uh, a billion times, and getting like fifty thousand concussions. And like now we watch that, and it it um, it you know has the opposite effect. It sort of makes us sick, y- you know. Yeah. And so like we we can't go back and and look at the stuff. Um, objectively, um, or just you know, like our the the way that it looked to us back then is, is permanently discolored in some fashion. So, yeah, like especially like I remember a few years ago when I was first getting into wrestling, and you know, keep in mind I was like twelve or thirteen, watching you know Foley stuff. I was like, man, he is awesome. But, yeah. like, watching it now, and I'm, like, I'm going into the medical field and, like, watching some of his shit. I'm just, like, man, that's not, no. And I, I like, it, some of his stuff, like, I will get, I don't want to say physically sick, but it will make me not feel good. Like, him getting pelted in the chair, you know, in the head with a chair. I'm just, like, that's, it's not smart. You don't need to do that. Right. So, I, I feel like, to me, that kind of, you know, takes away the aura that is Mick Foley. Yeah, so. I can't remember what I was what I was watching, but uh, uh, oh, if I could, uh, if I could, I guess shill another thing here for people that may want to get uh, involved in this or just hang out. Um, uh, a few people uh, like me and Elliot and uh, some other guys uh, have basically a twenty four hour ongoing like marathon room where you can request matches and watch anything. Basically, at least one of us is in there at any time. Uh, which is uh, on, like, tima.tv slash GWE Marathon. So feel free to go there. And I forget what we were watching, um, but... Uh, some bullshit. Yeah, probably some bullshit. Jesus. Um, and, uh, and, you know, there was, like, tons of unprotected chair shots. And uh, and someone made the comment, like, you know, watch watching wrestling from back before we knew what concussions were is like watching pre-AIDS pornography. I mean... And, uh, like I, I think that's pretty pretty apt, you know. It's just yeah. like you, you watch it and you're you're like, wow, like this is bonkers, it's crazy, and you just uh, you don't really know. There's it's hard to watch at this point, just because you you live in a world where it's not acceptable or good anymore, and you just know what they're doing to their bodies, and it's awful. Yeah, you owe yourself if you were a fat kid in the '90s to vote for Mick Foley, though. Oh yeah, Foley's I just don't think you can ballot, get around that. You know, I mean, yeah, I think I, yeah, he'll definitely be on my ballot. I think just, I mean, even a couple years ago, I would have probably had Foley like top three or five, right? And it is not the case anymore. Like we're talking maybe not even top fifty. Yeah, I think he'll be on the back half of my ballot. Yeah, he's still in my top. Top twenty right now, yeah. so we'll see if he stays there. But 
for personal reasons, I'm not sure how far I can let him slide. Right, which is totally fair. That's acceptable. Yeah, I mean, yep. Uh, I, I do have another question. Okay, so I, I've seen this discussion on PWO2, and I would like to get your uh, your guys' takes. So people talk about people being in their prime. For example, like, oh, I'm not going to vote for that many current era guys, but the ones I am voting for are seemingly out of their prime, like John Cena or Brian Danielson or uh, I saw a couple of other names. Who And I think Cena can be argued because I think he's hit another uh, you know, peak of his career. But anyways, mm-hmm. who would you consider to be like the most – the closest to in their prime on your ballot, I guess. Like, I want to give an example. Like Cesaro, who may not make my ballot. He may, but, like, he would be very much in his prime, I think. Yeah, I mean, Cesaro is in his prime uh, and probably deserves the spot. Um, I- I'm going to have... Uh, just, you know, again, for personal reasons, sort of scattered throughout my ballot, I think there's going to be a lot of um, American indie Golden Age guys on there. Yeah. And some of whom I think are, are still in their prime uh, yeah. or or at least close enough to it where there's an approximation. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily feel like he's going to end up on my ballot, but I think he's going to be on a lot of people's. I bet AJ Styles is a, a guy who's sort of currently in a prime uh, that's going. Is he, but is he going to be on your ballot? He will not be on my ballot. No. Well, he's sticking the rules, Goldberg. Okay. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> what are we even doing? <laughs> well, this is we don't know wrestling. This like, isn't a fucking amateur hour. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd agree. Just tell us about. Uh, Hero will probably make my ballot. I think Hero he's in a definitely prime makes right my now. ballot. Yeah. I think he's the example that popped into my head first. Yeah. Um, Hero, Cesaro, and Loki are people I got. Is Loki like I don't consider is Loki, Loki like a prime a wrestler anymore though, right? Shut the fuck He's up. wrestling in Triple A. Is he this weekend? Maybe as a law kid. Huh? What a fucking time. He's re- but he's who is he teaming with? Isn't it like uh, Brian Cage and Johnny Mundo? Oh, uh, he had a match with Chris Dickinson that was getting some oh, some yeah, Jersey All Pro oh. match that get over at uh, WK Sagendicata. Yeah. Oh yeah, there too. I mean, here here's another guy that that uh, you know I'll throw out as like um, uh, you know a guy that I was considering uh, uh, for a little bit that you know has an outside outside shot of making my making bad my bad luck folly. What's that? <laughs> bad luck folly. <laughs> oh no, no, I think I'll pass. Uh, <laughs> but like you know, Sammy Callahan or uh, Solomon no, Crow now. I can bet your ass that Sam has him. Stupidly high on his ballot. Whoa, he's not even that high. He's like in the bottom ten, twenty. Yeah, in that area. That, that's that's where I may throw him, you know. And uh, just it's probably a bone throw, but still. Yeah. Sam, Sam thinks Callahan's like the greatest indie worker of all time. Dude, I'm I'm right there with you, brother. Uh, <laughs> I'm. People are smart on this podcast. Tanner isn't one of them. You're outnumbered, Tanner. So. I mean, apparently he wouldn't make my ballot, but you know, I love. You know a lot of his stuff. Yeah. That I, why, why, how, how, why don't you like him, Tanner? Uh, I just feel like I haven't seen. I, I I didn't say I didn't like him. I said I love his stuff. Uh, I just feel like I haven't seen enough of him to warrant a top one hundred vote. I guess well, I'll put it. I'll put it this way. Um, if like, and I'm not sure this is his fault, but like, 
if he had gone to NXT and continued to have the caliber of matches that he was having in his last two, three years on the indies, he would be an absolute shoe-in for me. Oh, yeah, I think I could agree with that. But um, but the fact... Much higher than he is right now. Yeah, like, I mean, like, he's basically the only indie guy that has gone to NXT and, like, failed to continue to to have any sort of momentum. So that's, like, a little odd and weird, you know? I think he had one match on TV with Kevin Owens that was pretty fun. I think that's about it. Yeah. That's not even all this. What can you do? Like, what I mean, I, I liked the Apollo Crews match, I guess, you, you know, but, like, he he hasn't really been in a position to succeed. Yeah. Uh, they've never pushed him as anything more than a hacker. Yeah, he's a jobber. I mean, he's a total jobber. Um, so what the fuck is this point? But, uh... <laughs> I mean, you, Tanner, you mentioned, you know, El Generico, Sami Zayn earlier. Like, you know, you're going to have him very, very high, and he's yeah. currently in a prime, you know? Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not sure. I, Sami Zayn is someone that I hadn't really given thought to. Uh, but well, I you could should. Yeah, no, like, I... I <laughs> It's it's not that I've like um, dismissed him out of hand. I just like haven't put in the legwork to be like where where would he finish? No, I'm like, in the camp of thinking like El Generico is like top two or three babyface of all time. I mean, yeah, like you're a fucking psycho. You get man. out of here. <laughs> I, he's a fucking. Oh my goodness, he's a fish. He's a your he fish. Like a fish. And I don't think he's very nice calling all Canadians fish. <laughs> I assume that's what you were going for. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, I nope. misread that one. All Canadians are cowards. Whoa! I'm taking shots at Canadians because they deserve it. Jesus. Would you say? Would you say um, that El Generico is a better babyface than Kenta Kabashi? See, I think Kabashi would be the one guy I would have ahead of him. <laughs> like definitely. Would you say that El Generico is a better babyface than Ricky Steamboat? I don't. I'm very biased against Ricky Steamboat. I do not <laughs> really like him. So yeah, uh, I would. All right. El Generico isn't a bit better babyface than Vader. Boom. You're a piece of oh, shit. You know that, Sam? <laughs> Vader beat the shit out of Greg Iron earlier this year. You call him a babyface? <laughs> I'm saying he's not a babyface whatsoever. And he wrestled on Impact. Yeah, I know. Um, I was going along with it. It was You did a poor job. Well, him punching Greg Iron is one of the top ten moments of the year. Well, I mean, he's going to be on my wrestler of the year ballot. It's Greg Iron is not good at wrestling. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm from Cleveland. Uh, he is a seer. And uh, and so is, you know, a lot of wrestlers. Um, and it is much to my chagrin. You have Gargano like, on your list? It, no, 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 no. So, like, I really love, like, representing things from Cleveland. Like, I think it's part of being from the Midwest is, like, you have to be like, yeah, there's awesome stuff here. But, like, yeah, every Midwest. fucking wrestler from... Yeah, the Browns are all right. ...is terrible. <laughs> Every wrestler from Cleveland is terrible. Yeah. Like, so you, you, this is who you have. You have Gargano. You have The Miz. You have Dolph Ziggler. You have Danny Doring. Ziggler's uh, from Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you have, uh, like, Greg Iron. I mean, they're all real bad. And, uh, and it's just frustrating that I can't, like, get behind them. Like, The Miz is the best. And that's how embarrassing. And he's the best just because of a feud with Jerry Lawler. Yeah. God, that might be true. That might be real true. That might be too true. TLC match for Jerry Lawler. Probably one of my that favorite matches great. on Raw that year. It was a great Raw match. 
Yeah. Didn't they have a fast lane too? No, it was the Elimination Chamber. Bit. Well, they fucking shouldn't change the name of these goddamn pay-per-views. But yes, they <laughs> they had another match there, which I thought was also good. I th- I re- recall somebody on Wrestling Forum giving it match of the year buzz, like pretty late in the year. Yeah, they were like Southern there. Psychology. When Wrestling Forum was all right. They were like Southern Psychology or some shit. I'm like, I'm from the South. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so. Uh, this episode has been a full of deep cuts of message boards and forums, so... Well, but I think if you well listen to this point, forums. Like, if you've, if you've gotten this far, you probably got gathered that. Sure. You know? yeah, sure. I mean, I think there's been enough content to keep people interested. Sure. <laughs> we talked about Tinder. Yeah, we talked about Tinder. Yeah, yeah. Sam did. I don't do Tinder. And video games, right? We talked about video game. Yeah, we talked about Guitar Hero a little bit. It's pretty yeah. fun. Is it, though? It, I'm Coming telling you, it is. Let me tell you. Okay, so as everybody listening to the podcast now knows, I'm a Panic at the Disco mark, and they had Girls, Girls, Boys on Guitar Hero TV, which is like a top probably ten Panic at the Disco song that What's nobody talks about. What's number one? What you, number one Panic at the Disco song? Correct. Ooh, you should not have asked me that right now. Well, you, you can't say... I hate when people do that, especially in wrestling. Oh, it seems like a top ten such and such category. And they don't have fucking well, anything... I can do it with wrestling. I can't do it with music off the top of my head. I feel like music to me is... See, if if I labeled my interest, wrestling would be one. Music's number two. Dylan Hales, I feel, is the only person that can do that and have justifiable things. He can follow that up. Because he's Dylan Hales. Because he's a freaking maniac. He's getting like his PhD in wrestling. Or something. <laughs> something of that I nature. Think, I think legally that's what they call it. I, yeah. Let's just spell it wrestling, though. <laughs> uh, Homer well, you're a dirty white point match. <laughs> so you tell me in a little bit what that number one song is, but I would like to go through and say who's like who are the people that have risen their stock the most with their booing for this project, Grace or whatever. Okay. Yeah, uh, I wrote down a few people. Um, uh, num- number one sort of rising wrestler for me right now is Jim Brakes. Um, I, uh, so I, uh, one of the things that I sort of recently did, um, I'm a big Johnny Saint fan, and, um, and I was re-watching a couple larger Johnny Saint comps, um, sort of preparing to, to make a case for him, because I think he's sort of being unfairly um, viewed, you know, uh, because some of the, the bigger posters uh, about the world of sports stuff over at PWO um, sort of don't view him uh, particularly well. Um, so I was getting ready to defend him, and, uh, and I was watching a lot of the stuff, and a lot of the stuff had breaks in it, and... Um, and I just sort of came to the conclusion that that Brakes is really, really freaking good at, excuse me, at professional wrestling. Um, I mean, granted, it's a style that you have to have a taste for, um, but uh, but I've been comparing him a lot to uh, to Buddy Rose recently, um, who's a guy that I think will will really rise on a lot of people's ballots compared to 2006 because of the the footage explosion that we've had, um, but. Lots of shtick, you know, uh, and one of those guys, one of those wrestlers that, that really wrestled to the crowd, um, 
and sort of was always talking and doing things that kept your interest and kept your eyes on him. And uh, I don't know if this, um, you know, applies to you guys too, but sometimes I'll put on like a comp or I'll, I'll mean to do like a deep dive into somebody and uh, and like 45 to an minutes to an hour into it, I'll start to be like, well, I'll just check Twitter and like I'll start to like fade out a little bit. And yep. that's like impossible to do with Jim Brakes uh, or Buddy Rose for that matter, because they're like constantly doing interesting shit that makes me look up from my phone or my computer and like watch them wrestle, which is uh, a trait that not a lot of people have and something that I uh, I can't stress enough how important it is. Um, and I think they sort of have that physical charisma um, that I that I really like and enjoy in wrestling. So he's a. Uh, He's certainly a guy that's uh, that's rising right now for me. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I've not been able to get into June Breaks to that degree. I think he'll make my ballot, but I don't think I'll be able to get him as high as some others have alluded to, I suppose. Tanner, first, are we... Are we... I got it. Okay. I would say... Personally, my favorite Panic at the Disco song. And, <laughs> listen, it has a real shot at number one. And some people are going to be like, well, Tanner, that's bullshit. But listen, Hurricane, on their 2011 album, Vices and Virtues, is probably their number one song. It's four minutes and 25 seconds of bliss. It's great. Listen to it if you haven't. In fact, Sam, make it actually don't make it the intro. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Fueled by Ramen is very, uh, very stingy with the copyright, and like they find everything. Panic at the Disco, fun Panic at the Disco fact. They were they started they got a what is it called signed by Fueled by Ramen in 2005, I believe, because the old lead singer Ryan Ross bugged Pete Wentz, who was in Fall Out Boy, on MySpace enough, and then Pete Wentz listened to him enough and be like, you know what, they're pretty good. And Fueled by Robin signed them. That's a fun Panic at the Disco fact for you. I've only listened to one Panic at the Disco CD. Which CD? They're probably their 2005 CD, if I had to guess. Yeah. 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 So. Mm. It's a pretty good stuff. Fever, well, Fever You Can't Sweat Out is a good, a good CD. It's pretty odd. Eh. Vices and Virtues is okay. And Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die is really good. Lying's most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. Yeah. Good stuff. Really good song. Go to God and then we'll talk. I'm a fan. Uh, uh, speaking of people that have risen up, you know, my from my viewing, Akiyama's a big one. Like, I wouldn't have given Akiyama, I say much thought. He would have ranked, you know, fairly high. But, like, he definitely wouldn't have been a top five, top three, possible number one contender, uh, you know. Prior to my, you know, especially this, I mean, this early Noah stuff, he's everywhere on it and just killing it. Yeah. With, you know, six mans, eight mans, uh, you know, he may have invented uh, Budokan with Morishima when Morishima had like a year and a half of experience. It was great. So, Akiyama's risen up a good bit. Uh, who else? Regal, I would say, for me, because I, I just hadn't seen much of Regal outside of like a WWE setting. So, like, I had never watched his match with Hashimoto. I've never seen any of his WCW TV stuff prior to this. I would say that's helped his stock a good bit. I would say those two are the very notable examples I can think of off the top of my head. 
Well then. Which are very boring, <laughs> I know, because everybody's like, oh, Akiyama and Regal, I mean, those are probably two guys that are going to be on, like, everybody's list, or nearly everybody's list, so. Yeah, you really broke the mold on that one. Yeah, I know, thanks. Generico top ten, though. <laughs> That's where I'm going to get everybody. They're going to look at my list and be like, this is very by the book, and they're going to be like, oh, shit, El Generico number eight? No, no, they're going to be like, this is very bland, and then that's very just disturbing. Stupid. It's very it's dumb. Very, it's very possible. And that wasn't... Why? Why? <laughs> this doesn't make sense in context, out of context. It's all hogwash. They're going to use the word hogwash. Jesus. I uh, think Sam's the one from the South. I have a, I have a question for everybody, I guess. Okay. Hit me for, with it. For people's ballots. Because it's, uh, because it's been such a, a, a contentious topic... Um, you... I'm not talking about Ric Flair. No, no, I'm not talking about Ric Flair. I, I, I'm just I, I think it. I think that's how you get the clicks, man. I think we gotta. I know. I think we gotta. I'm just not doing that. I'm just not I'm talking about it. Ric Flair. There's, there's a there's a whole, whole mini series <laughs> on Ric Flair. I don't need to do a deep dive on Ric Flair. No, I mean I I'm I'm just interested. We don't need to give reasons or anything. It, it is where is Flair gonna be on your guys's ballot? Because I'm assuming that Flair will be on everyone here's ballot, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. He'll be top uh, 15 for me. Probably top 10. Okay. Top 10. Flair is a top 10 person for me as well. Okay. And uh, apparently that's not good enough for some people. It's not <laughs> good enough. Hey, I, I had the same uh, bitch fit earlier in the year when we did our mid-year stuff, and I got really mad about Robin Reigns only being number 10. <laughs> and our top ten of the mid-year wrestlers, I'm like, bullshit, he's like three or four. <laughs> and I got upset on the podcast about it. I'm like, he had, my uh, case was he had a better June than anybody in the world, which I still stand by that Roman Reigns yeah. had the best June out of any wrestler in the world. Roman uh, Reigns has been very, very good this year. Oh, he has. Yeah. I, I totally agree. <laughs> Not good enough to make a greatest wrestler ever. <laughs> Oh, no. God, no. I wouldn't think about it. Now, if he keeps, you know, consistently for 10 years, you know, 2026, we revisit this. Yeah. Roman Reigns is on the list. Yeah. Like, Ro Roman Reigns could have a career of, like, the best possible version of Batista. Yeah. I, unless he gets stuck with Bray Wyatt, you know, every 15 every, years. Every that dude is the worst. Oh my god, yeah. I wouldn't have Bray Wyatt sniffing a top one. I, I could make a top 1,000 list of wrestlers and not have Bray Wyatt on it. Right behind Davey for me. <laughs> I'd rather watch a Davey match than the Bray Wyatt match. A hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, well, Bray Wyatt versus Brian Danielson, obviously, was really good. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, sure. so. But, I mean... In the it's shield, like, yeah. If, if if your only claim to fame is like had a good match with Daniel Bryan, <laughs> with you know possibly the greatest wrestler of all time, then sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam, who who's uh who's jumped up for you? I'm gonna change the game and give a non-answer of of, of lucha. Yeah, just lucha uh, in general. Just lucha <laughs> in general. Okay. Is it? I asked I asked the question knowing I wouldn't have an answer, and I don't know if that's completely fair, but just because I have so many people that – I have so many gaps that I want to fill that people aren't really rising up. They're just kind of appearing more than anything. Yeah. Oh, like, I feel like – Like Satanico. He's a potential five guy, top five guy. Satanico, you said? 
Yeah. yeah. Like, he leaped up there real quick, real fast. Like, wasn't so, even in the picture, then boom. So, if it, you... in, in my head, in a, in a weird way, I've sort of been... I've been calling Casas, uh, Elijo de Santo, Satanico, and El Dandy, like, the, the four pillars of Lucha. Um... And I think that they they really come across as like a just tremendous on on all of the stuff that I've watched, you know, for this and before, you know. I feel like I'm gonna be one of the lower guys on Dandy who is a fan of Dandy, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I'm gonna put him as my fourth best luchador. Yeah, that I could see that. Super Porky gotta make it on the list somehow. Super has got to make it on the list. So, so when I, I, I when I first started doing this, I uh, I tweeted Dylan, and I was like, Dylan, what's the highest I can put Porky without embarrassing myself? Because man, I really want to put Porky like number fifteen, right? Yeah, that's the limit. That's the cutoff. <laughs> yeah, like sixteenth or something, right? Dylan said top three, but I think he was trolling me. I don't think he was. <laughs> I think that's a serious answer. <laughs> I mean, have you seen his match with Rey Scorpion from 2013? That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Now I need to watch it. Oh, yeah. What a mark, Tanner. What a mark. Let's calm down, okay? 2013 wasn't that long ago. You should be caught up from that stuff. I have, uh, I have, there's evidence out there that Sam said that I know more about wrestling than he does. <laughs> so just because I haven't seen one match does not mean that I'm stupid. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll throw out a lucha guy who's been who's been raising rising up the the ballot for me um, that maybe people haven't watched a ton of stuff for but um, uh, El Mariachi or uh, Solar uh, some of his stuff has just been really really awesome um, and a guy that's sort of slowly creeping his way up into an area that I didn't think that he would get to previous. There's going to be a lot more Lucha guys on my ballot than I originally thought when I said, okay, I'll do this. Yeah. Yeah, Solar and Naira Navarro are going to be somewhere on my ballot, very probably close to the bottom, unless I can see some El Mariachi that makes me go, wow. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, all Ra, the stuff from 94 is, is really good. Uh, but Ra at Rowdy underscore Roddy, R-A-H-D-D-Y, huge fan of El Mariachi's match versus uh, Blue Panther. He, cl- he he would go as far as to say it's the best match AAA has ever put on. So That match is awesome. I mean, yeah. That, that's the match that I would sort of steer you towards if you haven't watched it yet. But. That, that is on the interweb. You can watch that right after you're done listening to this. Yeah. So. Or watch it during. You, Why you not? can't understand Spanish. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I never thought about that that way. I used to do that with Japanese wrestling when I first got into New Japan in 2011, I guess. I would, I would mute it, like, during the G1 uh, in 2011, which had some real stinkers in it. Like, MVP was in it and stuff, and it was awful. Uh, and people complained about today's G1. Anyways, I muted it and would listen to podcasts during it. It was super productive. I just felt like that should have been mentioned. Yeah. Feel like you're covering all your flanks, you know. Yeah, and it wasn't even like a wrestling podcast. I didn't start listening to wrestling podcasts till like last year, maybe this year, January. So, and here I am. So crazy. The star of your very own. I will hardly call it a star. I wouldn't say me or Sam is the star of this. 
I'm a bigger star than you are, brother. Oh. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let's calm down. I'm putting in the work. That's why they call you concrete. Week in and week out. <laughs> I've had real life thoughts. Damn it. Going to Alabama. Yeah, dude, going to school. Taking some school. When, it just sucks because days I haven't, you know, real life problems. On days I have anatomy exams, I'm on campus for 12 hours. It's awful. That sounds tremendously terrible. It, no, it is. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, what can you do? Next semester, though, I want to be home just like two days a week doing nothing. That's cool. Yep. I'm just going to – we're just going to end the podcast then. <laughs> like now? <laughs> no. Oh, I was like, really? <laughs> I felt like we were in the middle of a conversation that kind of got sidetracked. And then you were like, no, in a podcast. What about uh, uh, what about going the other way? Is there is there anyone on your ballot that you expected to go very high that's uh, that's sort of uh, stumbling a little bit? Uh, Mick Foley for me. Yeah. Um, Kawada is a guy who's slipping downwards, not tremendously so, but like he was in, going in. I my thought process was someone's going to have to knock Kawada out of number one. Yeah. And now he's been knocked out at number one. So, you know. Still top ten, though? Goes. Still top ten. Okay. Easily top ten. What do you, what do you guys think about, like, so uh, I guess, I don't know if there's, like, a, a consensus on the, the boards about this, but it seems like the two, or the guy that gets uh, uh, spoken about the most as sort of um, slipping is, uh, is Terry Gordy, uh, who's a guy that's still pretty firmly... Uh, on my list, has Gordy fallen down for you guys at all, like he has for some other people? Truthfully, probably won't be on my list. Okay. But that's probably going to be because I'm just not going to have time to get around to watching Terry Gordy matches. Sure. The most I've seen of Terry Gordy is his stuff in uh, Miracle Violence Connection. Uh-huh. And I, I wouldn't have him on my ballot just because of that, even though I, I enjoy that stuff a lot more than some people on the board, which I was a little surprised at. Some people uh, hate it or find it very boring, I guess I should yeah, say. Yeah, and I was really surprised to learn surprising that. surprising to me. Cause yeah, I thought, some, I mean, some of it was tremendous. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he wouldn't make my ballot off of that. But if I watched, you know, if I sat down one day and gave it like two, three hours watching Terry Gordy, I could probably make a case for him yeah. put him on my list somewhere. I uh, I spoke about this when I mentioned Morishima like right at the beginning of the show, but I'll say it again for for Gordy because uh, I think Gordy's uh, still pretty firmly on my ballot. That may change, but uh, uh, certainly he's not like a contender for top twenty five or anything like that. But uh, but I think Gordy in a way is like a victim of our expectations of Gordy, like in that you know when you think about Gordy and the the narrative. That, that surrounds his career of this, like, 16-year-old wrestling savant that sort of, like, came out of nowhere and was, like, the workhorse of the Freebirds in world class and, um, you know, like, went to Japan and, you know, was, like, a conquering gaijin over in Japan. Like, and then you watch his career and, it like, it is all those things, but those things don't necessarily equate to tremendous matches all the time. And then certainly he has periods where he's a bit boring or has some duds and stuff. And I think that instead of viewing his career in a vacuum, we view it as like, oh, like Gordy was a disappointment. 
and uh, and that sort of hurts his candidacy a little bit for some people. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like uh, just from what I've read on Gordy, Gordy's one of those guys that get looked at as a whole instead of individual parts. Like going back to Tenru, I mean, we look at him at as a whole, yes, but we're like, wow, his two thousand, you know, Tenru's two thousand three to two thousand five was awesome, and his you know eighty eight to ninety was incredible and stuff like that. But I mean, people kind of disregard. I don't say disregard, but disregard some of the lesser years. Yeah, and with Gordy, it's just like uh, he had, he had, he was okay here, but he was awful here. Right. So. That's like a. I mean, same with Savage. You know, yeah. for like compared to the, the Tenru, like you know, Savage had some some really really bad years, um, but I don't think that people view those as the detriments that they do the way that they view sort of Gordy's lull periods. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to say. I was just <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was th- I was thinking of something as I was saying it, but, you know, it just left. Yeah. Goodness. Goodness. Yeah, again, like, I, like I said, I don't have anything really to add on Terry Gordy. Right. But I'm glad, I'm glad we got that in because I, neither one of us would be able to do it. No, I, uh, I haven't seen near enough. I, I don't feel like I've seen enough of anyone, really. To you know, be the lead man for so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I always with projects like these, I always want to find someone I can be like, yeah, that's my guy, and try to hold the torch for that. Olay, thing. baby. Never ever ever found you. Have you put the case forward for El Generico? Huh? Have you put the case forward for El Generico yet? Probably not. Then you should go do that if you want to hold I, that I think torch. Actually, a couple months ago, I wrote a really half-assed post on his board maybe doesn't really count it doesn't, doesn't count. really count no uh, i mean I, I think now's the time because like people like the the eyes are on it and people are starting to to think about ballots and stuff yeah so like it you know like now's the time to write the the impassioned plea yeah uh, but i, can, like, I can't it, imagine you know, sir, like are you going to convince other people to put el generico in their top ten, like probably not, right? Probably not. But like, no. <laughs> like you, you may convince people to be like, you know what? Like his stuff in NXT, uh, combined with his indie stuff, is you know good enough and sustained for a long enough period where I could consider putting him in my bottom half or something. Which yeah. you know, I mean, will... he was the guy in PWG during arguably its hottest years. I think that's a statement yeah. of its own. I think his ROH stuff is really good and really. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, he's he's his Shakara stuff. I mean, he's one of the only people I can go back and actually watch stuff from Shakara. Sure. I mean, it, yeah, I don't think that you can point to a, a period or a place that El Generico went consistently where he was not uh, by the by the time that he left, he was not really over as a babyface and had put on a slew of great matches. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know if that's that's enough for some people. But yeah, well, I don't know why that's not enough. But for whatever reason, it doesn't strike me as enough. Yeah. Sam, is El Generico on your list? I really don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I, yeah. He's my my list. Obviously, is not all fleshed out. Oh no! I I, th- I spent thirty minutes just. I pretty much just wrote twenty guys that were going to be on my list and sent it to Sam. I was yeah, like, wow, I that's going to be a lot harder than I thought. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've got 50 names down. 
and I don't know what the other fifth, other half of my ballot will look like. I wonder what Case, so, I, Case talking about Case again. I'm really interested to see his ballot. It's gonna be shit because I I know for a fact it's gonna be like a he's dog have just walked up to your fortune. Dragon Gate guys. <laughs> I, I think I think uh, he posted his top ten, and Mochizuki was it was in there, right? Yeah, and uh, I think Stan Hansen's going to be his number one. Sure, and Stan Kobashi Hansen's going to be number one for a lot of people. Oh yeah, I think Stan Hansen, he's in the running to get the most number one votes. I think he's yeah. in the running for overall number one. Truthfully, yes. um, I think that that's that's I think that. I think that Flair, Funk, and Hanson are the three people, uh, and Masawa, I guess. Um, well, Flair, Funk, and one of the four, uh, Hanson and one of the four pillars are, are probably the the best shots at overall number one, right? Yeah. I would, I, I'd probably put more weight towards Hanson and Funk than Flair. What if Flair doesn't finish in the top five? <laughs> So Flair finished. Flair finished eighth in the first choice poll, and I like. I don't really see him going higher than that. You, you know, he's gonna go one spot higher. I think. Yeah. Almost automatically, but does it go higher than seven? I just yeah. think so many people are saying he's gonna be in their top ten. Like I said, he's gonna be top ten. He's probably gonna be like nine or ten for me. Right. Like and I feel yeah, like that's kind of the case for a lot of people. So I mean. Yeah, like it's Flair is gonna, average out. He, I mean, six or seven is where I see him. Yeah, Flair is going to fall in that in that six to eight range for me. Um, yep. And there, there's like the problem for Flair for me. And I know we said we weren't. Gonna, well, Sam said we weren't going to talk about Flair, but here I am. Um, is uh, is like there's people from the same time period that I just like uh, that I can't see myself. Voting for uh, voting Flair over them. I mean, specifically Hanson and Funk, right? Yeah. That like that Flair's Flair's wheelhouse is eighty three to ninety two, right? That like if you know if you, Flair is your number one, if you think Flair was the best wrestler in the world for those years, right? Yeah. And uh. Which is, I mean, an insane run. I mean, he would almost have... Yeah, and, like, you know, there is a good chance that Flair was the best wrestler in the world for that time. But there's also a good chance that Stan Hansen was, or Jerry Lawler was, you you know? Yep. And and so I I just don't see Flair moving up beyond people, um, because I don't don't see that there's a compelling reason, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I'm totally with you. Three wrestlers. Tell me if you got them on the ballot, if, or if you don't, and if you know where you might place them, throw that in too. Okay. Uh, okay. First, Takayama. Tanner on the ballot. Uh, yes, definitely on the ballot. Top fifteen. Chair. Uh, on the ballot. No idea where, but nowhere close to top fifteen. I feel like I said top fifteen for like twenty people tonight. <laughs> it happens. Probably have. You probably have. You are a very positive person. I am. I, call I mean, the, I, I call I the very positive. I, that may just be my youth. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the second youngest person to turn in the ballot, if that means anything. It literally means. I don't nothing. think. Well, I think it. I think Sam, me, and you were talking about this. Just one more second before you continue. Our lists are going to be a bit more contemporary than a lot of people's. 
Probably. Just because we look at that stuff in a brighter light than a lot of people. Like, I, think, I mean, I think everybody's list is going to be an expression of when they first not became a fan, but when they first became enamored with wrestling in a way that draws them to a board like PWO. You know? Oh, absolutely. Like that, when they that's first why, fell in love. Yeah, I mean that's why my my ballot is going to have you know a bunch of like you know mid two thousands indie guys and stuff on it. You yeah. know, because like that's the period of wrestling where I started to think about wrestling uh, not just as like a fun diversionary thing, but as like uh, a thing that I could think about critically. You know. Yep. Anyway, next person. Sorry. Fierce. Uh, yeah, no clue, though. Who? I'm so sorry. Beerus. Uh, Virus. Yeah, no clue. Sorry. You're unhelpful. He's going to be in my ballot, without a doubt. Where at? Um, top 50. I just don't know. We're in the top 50. Okay. He could float all about. He's been too good for too long, I think. Uh, but I'm going to have to start digging into his earlier work before he became Super Worker Virus. Yeah. What year is his early work? Like, I, I have no... I just know he's going to be on my ballot. I have no... I mean, he could literally be anywhere from, like, 20 to 90. I mean, like, there's a lot of people that are ranking him, like, you know, as a potential top 10 candidate, and I... I think I Bill may be in that camp. I may be stupid, though. He may yeah. not be. Bill's also a crazy person, so you <laughs> need to throw that into consideration. Hey, Tin Dragon Gate guy's on the ballot. Here we go. Don't I'm not sure which one... It's going to be really interesting comparing which one's crazier. Okay. Right. Is, is are individual ballots going to be put out, or is that going to be like hidden for people's like integrity, quote unquote? You, I don't believe your ballot needs to be public unless you make it public. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm in that camp too. I was just wondering. So, like, yeah, if if you're worried about ballot shaming, uh, you know, and that's holding I, you back, I don't think you need to worry. Yeah, you're not. That's not going to happen. First of all, no one's going to care. Uh, and then, Granted, you you may want to disclaim that you don't want your ballot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think if you're the high vote on somebody, exactly, it's it's always revealed, right? Yeah. Just in the process of so the, people gonna know I put generic out there. But if you want them to x out your name, I'm sure that could be arranged. Yeah. I swear to God, if somebody listens to this and he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna vote generico to piss them off, and they'll <laughs> vote them really high, I'm really gonna get pissed. Yeah. Generico's well, my guy. Put that case forward, and then you can claim them at least. Um, I, I claimed them long ago. Okay, last one I have, another Lucha guy, Emilio Charles Jr. Uh, uh, no clue. That's tough. Because right now, he's my, from what I've seen, my fourth best Lucha guy. Yeah, I uh, I don't I know if, if that's the case for me. Um, uh, he will be on my ballot, but I am... Just not sure. Um, like I have him in the like the mid tier guys with like Parada Morgan and people like that. Oh, I love me some Parada Morgan. He's yeah. on my ballot. Yeah, top fifteen. Parada's top fifteen for you? No, I was talking about Tanner. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was top top twenty five. It was pretty good. Four and a quarter. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Four and a quarter. <laughs> I'll give my Google Docs out and start talking about the Young Bucks. I'll vote oh, Matt and Nick, 99 and 100. Do it. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm still sick. Remember that. 
but yeah, no, I, Emilio Charles Jr. Uh, uh, will be on my ballot. I just, uh, uh, it, it'd probably in the 50 to 75 range if I had to guess. Interesting. Yeah, I'm leaning 20s. Yeah. Holy 20s. shit. I, uh, so, never, uh, go watch his match versus L Dandy. I never watched uh, that match. That finished real high on the 80s set yeah. for DVD VR. And it's just fucking fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I think that Dandy, like, Dandy has such a tremendous peak in in the early 90s that, like, if you, if you value peak at all, you know, it, it, and it's sort of impossible for me not to, uh, (laughs) Dandy has to be really, really high, uh, compared to some other luchadors, um, Simply because he had such a sustained run of like transcendent work that some of the other guys aren't able to match. Um, for me, Miller Charles Jr. just might come off as one of the most accessible luchadors I've ever seen. He just instantly feels like someone you can gravitate to yeah. uh, with his menacing presence. Yeah, and tremendously big... expressive, uh, like face and body. You know, in a way that some of the other guys aren't. Or in like in a in a different way, you, you know, because yeah. like there's guys like uh, like Mocho Koda, right? Who's like really expressive, but in this like weird, cartoony, awkward way, you know. And then yeah. um, like uh, I mean, Amelia Charles uh, uh, like comes across as just like a, like a dick dude, you, you, you know. Like and it, it, it's really uh, like you watch it and you're like, oh yeah, like I know who that is, you know. Yeah, and Lucha's assist complex style in a way that there is this super gritty feels real real or it's this dance like in this super poetic way uh which wrestling traditionally isn't and i think he is able to bring a more more of that grit into it something that grounds it yeah. more than uh el cuz el has got this work like angelic azteca uh that's like art. Yeah. Like art, art. And, uh, yeah, I think just Emilio Trust Jr. is this really accessible guy for me and someone I can, I've been able to cling to real easily by watching him. Yeah, Satanico is the same, I, I think. Uh, and, uh, Sangre Chicana, too. And if you haven't seen, I, today, right before we did this podcast, Sangre Chicana versus, uh, El Satanico from 89. That match is so good. Go watch. That. Yeah, if you haven't, it's fucking fun. So that's I'll do uh, that. That, that, that. I was just I, that I was gonna recommend people watch that match too, actually. Um, and like that match. Uh, speaking of like the gritty lucha feel, like when they go outside the ring, like that match feels like it stops being a wrestling match and becomes like a bar fight. Like it's two dudes just like wildly kicking and swinging at each other in a way that, like, does not seem like either is trying to win a match or tell a story. They're just doing it to hurt each other, and it's awesome. It's, like, the just unbelievable to watch. Just kind of throws punches straight from the hip, and it's <laughs> nuts. It's a yeah. shoot? It looks like a shoot. The whole thing best, comes across like a huge shoot. Best punches also, in wrestling? Ever seen that's a huge the, factor for me. What's that? Best punches in wrestling? Okay, so that's a huge factor for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, is Lawler going to win this hands down? Maybe, I don't know. 
Probably. Maybe, maybe. I don't think. Tanner's speaking on his ass right now. El Generico, nope. best nope. punches in wrestling. <laughs> Hell of a kick. I see what you did there, and I fucking hate it. I hate it. I want to throw up on this packet. Hell of a God damn it. <laughs> Sam, language. We're past that point. Mike Bailey, top 100. Imagine if someone did that. Hey, so I, uh, someone I, has nominated Rusev. Someone I, uh, needs to nominate Mike Bailey. I took my my girlfriend, my longtime girlfriend, to an Evolve show because um, it was my birthday, and uh, I wanted to go see some wrestling. And uh, and Speedball Mike Bailey was on the card, and he comes out, and uh, she she does not watch a lot of wrestling, um, and uh, and the crowd starts chanting Speedball, you, you know, <laughs> uh, and she thinks that they're chanting Steve Holt. Like from Arrested Development, um, okay. Because Fair. she and uh, she's like, "Why are they chanting Steve Holt?" Like, I guess he kind of looks like that dude. And, and I'm like, I, I, I didn't even really have the means to correct her. I just sort of like let her let her think that that's what was happening. Um, this is a terrible story, but uh, but I figured I'd tell it anyway. See, I was gonna uh, use that story to segue into another story about Speedball being chanted. Uh-huh. But since that totally turned into something else, I can't really like transition into it properly. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> I didn't expect that story to take a turn like that. Great stuff. Yeah. Also, you know, just going back to Sangre Chicana, if you uh, watch that El Satanico match, and then also you should watch the the MS One match too, which is just really, really good. Well, if you haven't seen that, then I think you're yeah. you haven't watched much lucha at all. Sure, but uh, we should tell people about the basics if they you know haven't seen this stuff. There's also uh, uh, another match that he had with Satanico from uh, the night before or the night after that, the famous MS1 match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that one, but I saw that popped up online. It's really a crazy time for lucha. Yeah, from that ain't nineties eighties. Yeah, it's weird. God's work over there. <laughs> it's fucking insane. It feels like people were like, well, we should push the date back for uh, NWA Classics. They're really going to push forward. Yeah, the guys like uh, Harley Race. out six matches a week. Uh, and I'm like, no. And I'm not even sure if they're the people getting the most bump from new footage being put out. Yeah. Only Gino, it seems like. Gino Hernandez. I've seen some other people get mentioned, but still. Yeah. It's hard to sell. Um, what else do we have to talk about as far as Gracious Forever is concerned? Let's pop over to the thread. See what's popping over there. Yeah. Someone's got... you got to stop popping this Pancrase question of whether you should consider Pancrase or not. That's a, that's a Dylan Hales question. It would be a Dylan Hales question. And I think it's a baiting question. Yeah. I think, I think it's fair. Goddamn Dylan has baiting into discussion. I don't like it, but... Are you guys going to consider Pancrase when you uh, talk about uh, Greatest Rest Forever? Uh, is, is I that what not. Dylan sounds like? <laughs> somebody that's talked to him, I don't think it is. I, uh... Yeah, I don't... I don't... I mean, it's it's tough. Um... But no, I don't. I don't think so. 
I don't think I'm going to count any, like, MMA stuff, except for the, like, obviously worked stuff, like the Vulcan stuff, you know? What about Takayama versus, uh, Don Fry? Uh, I'd have to get back to you on that, because I, I am not prepared for that question. <laughs> Brother, I heard it was a work. I heard it was a major work. Yeah. So, that's, there you go. Yeah. I am, I'm only counting UFC. So <laughs> that's the only. So where's Brock Lesnar finishing on your list? I mean, Brock Lesnar gets a he gets a downgrade for UFC. What? He bled a lot. You know his promo work. That's where he shined at the UFC. Triple H worked over the stomach in that SummerSlam 2012 match. I gotta count for something. I'm gonna have a Coors Light because Bud Light won't sign my ass and have, lay down next to my woman. It's gonna be great stuff. Um. Brock's actually a good question. Is Brock going to be on your guys' list? Somewhere. I mean, he has to be, almost. Yeah. Does he have to be? Uh, for, To me, he does. He's just, I mean, I've never seen a Brock match where I haven't left, like, I'm like, hmm, that was pretty good. Or, you know, pretty fun. I guess all of his matches aren't good, per se, but fun. Right. Yeah, it's weird, like... I feel like Goldberg's the same way. I mean, I, I think Goldberg may be one of the best you know, squash match workers ever. And I think yeah. he may find the spot in my ballot just for that. Goldberg had some underrated stuff, I think. Like, I think the Raven match is really good. Dude, that Yuji Nagata match, three minutes. <laughs> Greatest squash match of all time, in my opinion. Good shit. And the Regal shoot, that was good. Yeah. But. Tremendous banter, Tanner. Oh, well, you know. It's truthful banter. All banter is a banter unless it's false. Is that how banter works? I don't know. Is banter an American word or a British word? Good question. I'm not sure what the answer would be. It's definitely British, so, uh, isn't it? Again, who do we I know that's British? I don't. Parv. No, Parv's American. Don't don't let his accent fool you. <laughs> it's been fucking polished to the nth degree to really sound authentic, but it's... Yeah, someone asked Parv about banter. Gonna... Get Frey on that. Dude, Jesus Christ. Parv wouldn't know the first thing about banter. Frey likes to pretend... that can't handle banter. Frey likes to pretend he lives in Florida. I've been to the part of Alabama he lives in. It's as much as Alabama as any other part of Alabama. It may be more Alabama than any part of Alabama. I'm not sure that pretending you want to live in Florida is, like, a great thing. Florida's pretty shitty. Well, you know, I think so. Well, I live in New York, so... Uh, do you, though? Yeah. So, same, you going to Dallas? Have you booked your flight for WrestleMania? I haven't booked my flight yet, but... Shit, you know, I'm really close to doing it, I think. Like, I gotta pull the trigger. If I don't pull the trigger... I need someone to talk me into it. <laughs> you were... You said you were going. Well, you know, I, that was before I had to pay for car repairs. A car, a car repair should not separate you from six hundred dollars is a lot of money it's not mania separation money uh it is when you don't have a job <laughs> whose fault is that true but you know beggars can't be choosers but no I'm, I'm probably gonna find a way to go and truthfully uh obviously you know i still live with my mom because you know i'm 19 or whatever and i commute to school because i save money and it's smart anyways she's not the biggest fan of me going to wrestlemania alone so, it's not saving money if you're not making money to save. See, just FYI. I feel like that was a little late. I was talking about something else. No, no, no. I'm just telling you. 
I just wanted you to know that. So I didn't want that lesson to be forgotten. Okay. Well, anyways, I feel like I should find someone that would be willing to go to Dallas with me. Here? Like from Alabama? From here. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I may end up just... Just put an ad on Craigslist. I'm sure that'll turn out. No, no. I, no, no. Please do that. And see, and the one other problem I may run into is that I don't know if I'm legally old enough to book a hotel room. You're not. Because I know in some places you can be 18 or older to book a hotel room, but I know a lot of places it's 21. I had this problem when I went to Boston. Uh, so Yes, I remember that. I was always wondering, why did I not book a closer hotel for King of Trios? And then I remembered... Oh, because all the hotels that I would have booked, I would have had over. Exactly. Yep. So I that's a big should. problem. So I should. Pro- I need to find a way around that before I fork out the money for a flight and other stuff. Because I'm, I, I want to be truthful. I'm probably not even going to go to Mania. I'm probably just going to go to indie shows and you know hang out with people. Um. Right now I have a hotel booked. So um. I'm partway there. I just need to get a flight. You're practically there. already there. And then I need to buy tickets for all the goddamn shows. Well, see, the thing about me is that the plane ticket is not expensive. I can take a, a one-stop plane ticket for two hundred and sixty-eight dollars round trip. So, yeah, that's very cheap, in the you know, compared to how expensive it could be. So, Jr., are you on a mania? Uh, as of right now, no. Come on. You should. Yeah. It's going to be a hell of a time. We're going to record live podcast. <laughs> We're probably not going to do that. We're probably not. Probably not. That. I've been to two manias previous. and uh, I've never been. I've uh, been to three wrestling shows ever. Wow. Uh, I've been to I've been to a few more. Um, and, uh, you know, like, it's always a good time, but I just don't know. I don't know if it's in the cards for me this year. It may end up being in the cards. We'll see in, like, January or February. I'll make my decision. Yeah, you'll <laughs> you'll get a plane ticket for, like, $600. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Great stuff. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Because, see, the, the cards have lined up for me, like, that the thing that was going to cause me not to be able to go isn't until the summer, and I'm also taking less hours in the spring than initially thought. Mm. So, I feel like I should go. Yeah. I just uh, probably started GoFundMe. <laughs> probably should do that. Uh, so, I just looked up and uh, found a flight for 400 See, that's not bad from New York. That's not How bad. many stops you got? One stop. Which bad. airport are you flying out of? Binghamton. Uh-huh. Bingham, Binghamton, New York. Where you take then the... fly, fly to New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. Fly out of Liberty and then... Sure. Get straight to... Straight what to I don't like is that my flight is from Birmingham. We go backwards to Atlanta and then go to Dallas. So, I don't really get that. I've done that, uh... I, I did that, like, I went to that NWA Legends Fan Fest in North Carolina a couple of years ago. Yeah. And they they flew me from Philadelphia, where I, I am now, to Detroit, and then Detroit to North Carolina. And I was like, what? This makes zero sense, you know? Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense for me to get to Atlanta, but whatever. And I, also another question, <laughs> and this may not be the right person or time to ask. If I fly into Mania, do I fly into Dallas-Fort Worth? Or Dallas Love Field, or are they the same thing? 
It's a good question. Because <laughs> I, I swear to God, I don't know, and I feel stupid. I, uh, I have I, no idea. I, would I was that... told Fort Worth. See, yeah. I was told Love Field. <laughs> Who told you that? Uh, somebody on Twitter last night. I mean, you're going to Dallas. Like, you'll get there eventually, right? Who ma- See, where does it matter? Yeah, but I'm not taking a car. <laughs> it's a small town. You'll find your yeah, way. Like, Dallas is real small. Frey's driving. Yeah. Don't get Frey to pick me up. <laughs> me and Frey are from the same state. We got to stick together. Bama boys. Roll Tide. Yeah. Why don't you guys just drive together? That'll be fun. I, I don't think he is, would drive four hours north and then start driving to Dallas. No, you all go together. Right. Yeah, I mean, it also, I don't know, there's a lot of variables. <laughs> I like, I would like Good to see. Podcast my, we've got going on here. Yeah. I, yeah, but I would like to see my mom's face if I was like, hey, this 30-year-old guy I know online is going to come pick me up and I'm going to ride with him to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would just love to see the, the look on her face. It'd be great. It'd make for great banter. Ugh. It'd make for great something. <laughs> sure. I just want to be able to refund my goddamn tickets if this flight doesn't work out. Why is life so hard? Are you trying to book tickets now? I was going to. <laughs> we convinced you. Um, Sam doesn't take much it, convincing. I'm pretty sure I'm going to. Sam won't let me cancel my flight. So fuck them. I can't. I can't deal with them. Why won't they let me? I don't even need to pay. I haven't even paid for my hotel room. I just reserve it. You know, you show up and you show up. Wait, do you not pay for it till you get there? Yeah, pay for it until you get there. See, they don't Most trust. Hotels, you have like a, you can cancel up to twenty four hours in advance, right? So. They don't trust twenty one unders yeah. with that. They're like, no, you gotta pay now. Plane tickets, though. Oh goodness, you better book now or fuck yourself. I try and well, you can refund plane tickets, can't you? No, I have flown once. I don't know. I don't know about you. I'm a baby when it comes to rolling. Should we wrap this up? Because I feel like we're just rambling now. Yeah. I feel like we've nailed down our number ones. Yeah. Nailed down who's rising, who's falling. Sure. Number 100, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Goodness, who's going to be your oddball number 100? Because if you're using your number 100 for an actual vote, you're fucking wasting it. Oh, no, I agree. Um. Oh, man, that's a bad question to ask me now, but... I, it's always a bad question to ask you now. Yeah, you know. I, What's a good question I, to ask, Tanner? Uh, What's your birthday? December 11th, so less than two months. I'm turning 20, finally. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, the big 2-0, the best age. Too young to drink, but too old for anything else. Um, I, I honestly have no clue for number one. It's going to be a personal pick, obviously. I just don't know who. Great stuff. Thank you. Tracy Smith. Tracy Smothers. No, I'm just kidding. Tracy Smothers should be higher. No, he's going to be higher. Higher, yeah. JR. Uh, yeah. Jim Ross. Maybe Put Dirty Jim Ross. Ross. We'll be. Who? Dirty White Boy. Dirty White Boy should be higher than. I don't know. I, I think, I, think I will be a select few uh, who puts DWB on the ballot. You don't think I'm putting him out on the ballot? I mean, I, you son of a bitch. I think you probably are, but I, I think we we may be in a distinct minority. Uh, I mean, he's going to be in that 75 range. It's going to be great. Yeah, I could see him going like as high as 80 for me, but he he may end up number 100. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, there, there's other dudes that that I like that nobody else does. Um, Raven, you know. <laughs> Like, Raven's real bad at wrestling, but I sort of want to throw him on the list, you know? 
I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm, I might go a Moondog spot. Oh, Moondog. Yeah, that's a good one. I may give Sabu my number 100. Think about it for a couple of seconds. Yeah. That's not out there pick, Tanner. Uh, it kind of is. Not many people are going to put Sabu. Is Sabu a popular pick among no. the PWO yeah. crowd? I don't think so. Okay. I think I think we're not giving the guy enough credit. If you listen to the Wrestling Culture, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Uh, wow. It's a great I podcast. actually have it downloaded yeah. no, to keep is, uh, the Wrestling Culture Top 50, uh, where they go through their Top 50 of all time. But this was a year ago, a couple of years ago, before this project ever started. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Sabu was on Dylan's top 50. But that's Dylan. Very true. Very true. Dylan, you got me there. As, as well-known as he is around these parts, very well may have, or whatever order of words you choose, might have the most odd ballot. Yeah, I mean, some of his opinions are pretty heretical. Like, I mean, how many other... Like, Dylan will probably have Jimmy Rave pretty high on his ballot. A thousand better tag teams than Kenta Fuji. Well, that's, that's not... What, what's wrong with that? I mean, a thousand? I can't think of two thousand wrestlers. <laughs> you don't need to have two thousand wrestlers. Well, true, but I can't... I couldn't think of a thousand tag teams. Neither can I, but I also have a poor... DX. Poor... DX six different ways. I'd make it work. New Age Outlaws are better than Kenta Fuji. It's probably true. It's probably true. A fifty-year-old DX. Yeah, the, the New Age Outlaws. The, the New Age Outlaws run from like post WrestleMania last year. Better than Kenta Fuji. They were tag champs. <laughs> the Rhodes Brothers. They drew a goddamn dime on like those marks. Um. Okay. Yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah. So. JR, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, no. I mean, uh, you know, if you if you enjoyed my sparkling and incisive comments, you can expect more of the same on Twitter. I'm uh, I'm at Wrestling Bubble. So Sam told me like a thousand times. <laughs> you should, no, never mind, dude. Uh, no. So feel free to follow me there. Uh, you know, or um, uh, yeah, that's it. If you want me to talk on your podcast or anything like that, feel free to hit me up. Tanner, this would be your time to... Uh, well, you know, I always wait, because I don't want to talk over anybody, even though I've done it, like, ten times tonight. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at Tanner1495. I talk a lot about a bunch of random stuff. It's not even mostly pro wrestling. It's just whatever. So, follow me if you're into that. I tweet a lot I... less about college football season now, since we're, you know, the the latter half. I don't, you know tweet about it as much i i don't know what to say to that well you should all right so you can follow me on twitter at concrete 1992 and uh thank you for listening to we don't know wrestling uh subscribe to the podcast on itunes sound follow on soundcloud leave a review if you can that'd just be all right by me and yeah cool beans guys Thanks so much for having me, guys. No problem. Thank you for being on. Thanks for having me, Sam. I really enjoyed it. You know, maybe we can do this again next week. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I can make it two weeks in a row. Well, we'll see see if you can beat Case out. Maybe. (laughs) You're not, I guess, until you have been on this the second longest. Sam with the theme song.
what's the theme song? I don't know. That's just your cue in the recording to start playing the the exit song. We, you, I guess you've never listened to the end of the podcast, nope. but there's never an exit well, song. Well, bullshit. <laughs> Bray's song at the end of last week's. Well, that's just him singing. That wasn't the next song. That just happened to be the last thing we heard. Oh, before. that was the last. I thought he did that like before you started officially recording. No, that wasn't. A, that wasn't a post edit. That was just uh, him I thought that was a post very edit. End. We'll put an exit theme this week, <laughs> or no, last or week take we're... the sound bite of me saying and same with the theme song and put that at the beginning. <laughs>